0: Greetings to one and all. Um, It's your old buddy Jay here coming at you with some countermeasures goodness. Um, I firstly wanted to say thank you for all of the support and subscriptions over the last few weeks um, since the YouTube channel launched. Um, I really do appreciate it. And um, yeah, it's been really, really great. So uh, if you haven't subscribed already, then please do. It is free and uh, it makes a huge difference to the channel. So uh, if you go to the YouTube channel, there is a subscribe link. There will also be one in the podcast version of this as well. So that would be really, really awesome. Um, today, I have a very special treat for you. As I thought, um, as part of this sort of mini series that's, that I'm doing, uh, it might be quite interesting to catch up with some fellow creatives and have more of an informal chat about the different kinds of experiences that people have had um, throughout this crazy industry. Um, this episode is available for you on YouTube, but also um, at all good podcasting outlets like iTunes, etc etc. You just need to search for uh, countermeasures podcast I think it's going to be and it should hopefully pop up. Um, I'll also put a link in the description below um, along with a load of other details that that support this this particular broadcast. Um, So yeah on with it. This week I caught up with my old friend and uh, fellow designer Jonathan Beecher and uh, the format of this is that I asked him 10 questions. Um, based around his creative journey. Um, He's a graphic designer and an illustrator. Um, He is the co-creator of 1977 Design. And over the last few years, he has set up Pop Reads Publishing, which creates uh, children's books based on classic hit songs. Um, And he's also an all-round nice chap. Now this is the first podcast of, uh, that I've ever done and uh, I think John might have done some before but maybe not, I'm not entirely sure we didn't discuss that but it does roll on for about two hours so uh, strap in or just listen to the first five minutes and then tune out but either way uh, I hope you enjoy it um, and all I can say is uh, yeah uh, hope I it, hope it goes in well so take my hand and come with me as we dive once more into my deep deep design pocket. And learn more about the journey of a creative in 2020. Hello, John. Thanks for Hello, joining ben. me on the first ever podcast for whatever this is. <laughs> Countermeasures. Um, yeah. What well, global global branding now? If you need me, you know, call my agent. Um, so yeah. So basically, I have a list of ten questions for you that. Charts your creative journey <laughs> through your life, which is sorry.
1: I think with my creative journey, ten questions just isn't enough. I, mean, <laughs> I,
0: I mean, thought about, I about eleven.
1: You know, cover <laughs> me in nursery, but what are we going to do for the rest of the three so years? I've
0: did I not doing? say this is part one of seventy <laughs> podcasts? <laughs> I thought just as you know, until the lockdown's over, we just do one a day. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know. An hour of my life every day. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Because, you know, when you've been doing all the other stuff, what you really want to do is record a podcast late at night. But, and also,
1: um, I believe the world needs more podcasts from face-to-face white people like Alison.
0: Well, I was going to say that. that the, when I first, first thought about doing this, I thought, there's so many of them, and like, some of them aren't very good. Let's make another. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's, that's why we're here. So for the one person listening, hi mum, cheers for that. Um, and uh, yeah, so shall I start you off on your first question? Absolutely. Okay, so the first question is: We don't have to do all ten, by the way. We just—that's <laughs> uh, that's that's what I thought. But then, if we roll into the kind of four-hour mark, we'll probably probably put a pin in it. Um, okay, so the first question is: um, When do you first remember yourself leaning towards being creative?
1: I got I got numerous well, numerous. I've got loads of little memories that, you know, you kind of piece together in your own mm. head of back when I was a kid. Um, and like you say, always drawing everyone, you know, all the kids are drawing, you know, we're in lockdown at the moment. What are we yeah. trying to get our kids to do drawing? Because it kind yeah. of like takes 10, 15, yeah. 20 yeah. minutes of the time that we can sit down and, and kind of like consume coffee. Yeah. So, but kind of like the real ones that I've got real kind of like proper memories of were, When my mum and dad would go around to see sort of like maybe some older relatives or we'd go, or on those odd occasions, my mum and dad would go out, but they would take us with her, and they would take me with them. Mm. There'd be a few other kids there or whatever. I've got this real vivid memory of going into my mum's um, mum's, uh, bag and pulling out kind of like old envelopes because you always used to have like envelopes from kind of like bills okay. or whatever yeah. and then getting a pen and sitting there and, and drawing and creating little characters or,
0: or whatever. So I was always, yeah. always doing how that. How old were you then? Can you remember how old you were?
1: I think my earliest memory would have been, I mean, this would mean nothing to um, yourself or that one listener that you've got. Um, hello, Mrs. Measures.
0: Yeah. Um, Thanks, Mum. We're not actually, telling you anything. <laughs> hello, Mrs. Beach. We're um, not telling you anything you don't already know.
1: Grand uh, what we used to call, um, My Aunt Gold um she was called Aunt Don. and Aunt yeah. Don and was my great great aunt or great aunt so i would have been probably about 4 maybe yeah somewhere 4 maybe 5 at a push yeah um, and i've got a real distinct memory of sitting behind her very kind of old lady floral um sofa you know like with the little flower patterns and stuff like that it was all yeah. kind of embroidered in- with her kind of like she had about 23 cats or whatever it was all just mm. going going around and go through mum's purse to get out these old brown envelopes and yeah. find a little pyro pen and, and doodling these little these little characters yeah yeah um but a memory that i've actually got which is slightly before that um was in our old old house and having these they were actually rolf harris it, rolf harris branded mm. paint, kind of like
0: Please, Please tell me you kept those. Pens.
1: They will be worth an absolute fortune. Are they signed? Uh, if, I, <laughs> if only. If, if he used them to sign me. That's what
0: I, <laughs> That is so dark. I love they, it. They, they,
1: were, they were like these large pens, and they had like a really thick foam tip, which was probably kind of like about 20 mil wide, and it was full of paint. And I remember like being up in like my bedroom just like, paint and drawing and stuff like that and then just like well (laughs) that was (laughs) wrong (laughs) in the wardrobe i remember running up the um running up the walls and then just carrying on going on the walls
0: yeah i bet your mum was like this is brilliant i'm so glad that he chose art and not not mathematics
1: they're they're kind of like two two of the main kind of like things (laughs) that's always constantly stuck in my head whenever i thought about why the dickens did i go into drawing and and, like design and stuff like that they're the two of the two of the the earliest memories that i can think of yeah well that's why that's what i did it's funny it's funny
0: how those those things early on it's it's usually obviously drawing related because you're not necessarily drawing logos and doing brand guidelines when you're a kid but you've got this inclination that you've got an idea that you need to put down onto paper um and yeah whether that's characters that you're making up or, you know, mm. or whether it's things you've seen on the television that you are copying, you know,
1: mm. we, we always used to draw kind of like faux superheroes and stuff, don't we? Cause you were you were yeah. massively oh
0: yeah for for the listener for the listener <laughs> out there um yeah that's right so like john and i have known each other since we were like 11 12 round that sort of yes. time and uh yeah we used to sit next to each other in english and uh yeah i'm not sure we paid well we sort of paid attention we did all right in english but um yeah we used to do lo- lots of drawing Um i guess that's just you know so what we would have been like you know early teens that sort of progression by that point, I mean, before I even went to secondary school and I'm sure you're the same, I already knew that I wanted to do something arty. You know, oh, I knew, God, yeah, yeah, I, God, knew God, I wasn't God. going to be doing like science. I, you know, I, I enjoyed those <laughs> things, but I preferred to paint and draw and, and you know, um, uh, and I guess you just lean towards the things that you enjoy doing more than you do. I, you know.
1: I mean, I've got, a, I've got another distinct <laughs> memory. It must've been around about my eighth or ninth birthday. And at the time, my uncle was working at um, Hotpoint, the Hotpoint um, factory in in Peterborough, and I remember looking at a a brochure or something, and they had all their new kind of like stuff Mm. coming, new microwaves or or fridges or whatever.
0: Yeah,
1: and I remember saying to my mum, "When I grow up, I'm going to be a designer working for Hotpoint." And Mm. I can remember my mum going, "Oh, really? What, What are you going to design?" And I remember saying, I don't know. <laughs> <to> do
0: <laughs> she was like, this boy has focus. I, that is, yeah. I resp- <laughs> but
1: everything that I, that is the real earliest memory where I thought this is a career or, or job mm. or role or something that I want to do that I can yeah. see myself doing for a period of time yeah. like in the future. yeah. And then because I had that kind of initial thought, everything that I've, done through education etc etc yeah. was always geared towards
0: yeah you, you were just refining idea. that yeah, yeah so exactly. you refine because because you get an idea right so like for me yeah. it was like look like for me it was like comic books so i always liked comic books but i knew somebody drew these books and somebody right. had to put them together somehow and i didn't know how but i knew that you know if i sort of started looking down that path that eventually there'd be a point in my life that um you know that, that it might be a possibility i mean it actually turns out i didn't do that but you know <laughs> there was a time during my teenage years where i you know that that was something that was like a driving force so you, like you say you see these things like your your yeah. hot point um or, or, or the other things were like Airfix um instructional booklets so things Mm -hmm. like that was just like you know somebody you kind of start getting an idea of like oh this exists and where does it come from and then that curiosity then spirals into you know and tied to the fact that you like drawing and and being arty you start to think actually i could probably do this for a living and it would be quite fun Um, and then you hit 40 (laughs) and realize that it is fun it is it is definitely everyone out there it's definitely fun um, but yeah, no, so I, I think I mean, that's,
1: we get to be creative, you know, it may yeah. be creative in the loosest term of the word on some projects or, or whatever, yeah. but at the end of the day, you know, there are so many people in so many different jobs that are so yes. much work and yes. not as much fun. I mean, running the studio, I mean, I'm sure you're the same at, at at your place, but you know, running the studio in 77 and what have you with the people that we had in. Hmm. not a day went by where i didn't enjoy no, no. being in yeah. the office because you know it was great fun you know bouncing ideas off people helping you know creating stuff getting feedback from others you know giving yeah. feedback to some you know just like even the some of the most mundane you know there's only so many ways you can design a dl leaflet yeah a, yeah sure but in, in some ways
0: be. i have i found like you know uh that part of the problem solving started to become more interesting to me than actually sitting and drawing cartoons all day. As soon as we made yeah, that, you know, because uh, we both sort of came up together through secondary school and then we did our foundation year and, and and then went on to university. And and all during that time, there was a transition period. I think, I'm, I don't think I'm wrong in saying this for you as well, in that like you start thinking, well, I, I can draw. And I can. actually the problem solving side of it is actually... Well, for me it was more interesting because like, I, I, you know i thought i could be an illustrator that a designer comes to to get some work done or i could be a designer who can illustrate which you know albeit be badly on both fronts but you know um i i feel that like that problem solving element was what started to be more interesting and, and like you're saying you know because of that i've I, I sort of wake up in the morning and like i said even though it's it might be a pretty Sort of maybe a sort of mediocre job or one that's not doesn't seem to be that inspiring i still enjoy it like on a very base level would rather much do that than you know than than another normal proper job <laughs> work for a living. yeah we work for a living yeah and i still feel grateful that like i <coughs> found something that i was interested in that um that eventually you know, that I have enjoyed. I mean, there are, like you said, there are good and bad days and all that kind of stuff, but. absolutely,
1: Everyone has good and bad days and, you know, and, and everyone has good and bad projects and sometimes some ideas work out, some ideas don't, you know, mm. whatever it may be. At the end of the day, <clears throat> I think you said it to me a f- few days ago or whatever, you know, we're paid to be creative you know, and, you know, isn't that a really fun thing? You know, yeah. kids are paid to be creative and they're creative and they're yeah. having a great time. Yeah. So we're doing exactly the same but someone gives us some money. But someone gives us
0: money. Well, they hopefully they do. In, in the yeah, current hopefully. climate, it's... Uh, it's, it's,
1: it's oh, okay, I, I, someone says they might give us some money <laughs> at some
0: point. I think, you know, just uh, the elephant in the room, obviously, being the fact that we're in total like lockdown and all that. Oh, yeah, we're locked down. Stuff, um, obviously, that affects <laughs> your uh, your day-to-day yeah. running of the office and all that, all that sort yeah. of stuff. Because, obviously, um, I haven't mentioned it before, but you run your own business. It is interesting to see how... Uh, you know, you go, you go up through the secondary school and then, you, you know, you go through university and, you know, when you came out, I'm jumping ahead slightly to question two. Uh, but when you uh, came out of your education side of things, how did you um, guide yourself towards a career? Because obviously you're taking something you love from early on. You're developing that in your later years, in your teenage years. Then when you get to your 20s, it's like, oh, I probably should get a job and you know yeah. what did you do to kind of
1: well that's that's the beauty of of youth and exuberance and excitement mm. and yeah you know, so you, you you go up to you know we you know, we both said we we did the traditional route to becoming you know kind of like fully infledged designers you know you do the yeah GCSEs, a levels and we went on and did our foundation course which led yeah. us to, get to the universities and then, then, we, you, did our, yeah. then we did our b.a honours in um graphic design or mm. Whatever course similar, and then did what everyone did, which is move down to London and and try and get a job. Now, for me, where so that was always the goal. So, even before I went to uni, even before I did my A levels, even before I did my GCSEs, I always knew I wanted to go to university and I always knew I wanted to study something probably design, arty kind of thing Mm. and i kind of had a feeling that i'd always end up going to london because that's where everyone goes and that's where all the exciting stuff happens. so all of my decisions through school kind of like what courses i was going to do or whatever were always geared with that as the kind of end goal if you will yeah yeah so getting into uni which was which was awesome and 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 had an absolutely fantastic time was up at university of northumbria in newcastle yeah it's a good when, uni it's a very good
0: uni yeah really really
1: good uni and at, at the time when we joined they would just had some um they'd had a fantastic three or four years of uh, dnad's like student dnad's yeah. they were one of the really good courses to get on so i was really pleased to get on to that that's the home um, of vaughan
0: oliver as well so he was obviously yeah, vaughan, big.
1: Vaughan oliver sadly, sadly passed away and, and obviously jonathan ive on there yes uh, yeah on their, um, 3D's
0: on what have you. Did you, did you ever Actually, meet them? Did they ever come to your uni or do any other kind of? I did like do a talks, chat,
1: but he didn't do. But he was only doing it to the uh, 3D team when we were there. Okay. He wasn't. Wasn't it? Because he was so, you know, obviously. I mean, even while I'm saying that, yeah, you know, it was the early, uh, mid, late '90s. So this was '97, '98, somewhere around there. Yeah. So Apple were just kind of resurging. And I don't think they re- they hadn't released the iMac yet, the new iMac, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So it was still the old beige boxes. I think. Yeah. I think so they haven't got
0: the one. coloured ones yet, and then all the yeah. Yeah.
1: But he was still he was like a designer at Apple, so he came yeah. into the chat, but you know, we, we didn't go in. But did see? Yeah, you know, we have various good people come up, like Johnson Banks and stuff. Did some yeah,
0: yeah. Stuff. yeah.
1: But so I was, so I was at uni, and it was really good, and, and one of the things that our uni was really good at, and and I kind of assume other unis did the same thing other uni courses was that they had good links with lots of industry companies. So when it came to the end of our second year um, over the summer period, we had options to go in to actual agencies and spend some time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There were lots
1: of agencies offering two, three, four week placements, but there were a few agencies that were offering kind of like two, three, two or three month placements. Wow, and I was okay. like, I definitely wanted two or three month placements. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you st- the longer you're there and the, the more ingrained you become, uh, yeah, exactly. and the more that you you, know, you get exposure and you're like well is this really because up until that point you're like you know what am I going to be doing when I start well, on yeah. the first day I mean, so. you're, you're at
1: well but you're at uni and you get given a brief on say the Monday morning mm. and then you've got like six weeks to dick around yeah, so you, yeah you dick around for like four, four weeks, you know, you do some scamps. you've got your sketchbook, you do kind of like a, a million pages
0: mm. in your sketchbook. have got of, your latte. the
1: same thing over and over again. Yeah. And then you know, those last couple of weeks, you rush it and then, you know, move on to the next one. Yeah. So sure. I thought it would be great to get some proper industry experience because, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm like, you need to enjoy myself and learn things and all of those kind of things. But I'm also there to get myself a job, you know, the reason yes. why I'm, I'm taking on all of this debt <laughs> is yeah, to yeah. be able to get a job to pay off the debt. Yeah. So yeah. I jumped at the chance to get the opportunity to go for this two, three month placement. And I'm I mean, it's got it, I remember going down to, to London for like one of I mean I've only ever been to London like three or four times in your yeah. entire life.
0: Well we did some like college trips, didn't we? We did yeah, we went we down we to Tate and, and things time. like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah, but again, my my only frame of reference for London was probably a bit of Regent Street.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Take Britain because Tate Modern yeah. all open. Wherever the um, bus dropped us off. Yeah, wherever the bus <laughs>
0: dropped. <laughs> so we know all time the time bus stops in London.
1: <laughs> I remember one time there was. I think it was you, me, and somebody else, and we, and because like she took to Camden, and we was hitting yeah, all okay, down, so Camden stuff. So yeah, yeah. That. But so my frame of reference of many London. Many train. times
0: after that, did we go to Camden? <laughs> yeah. Didn't we? Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: So, so coming down to London for kind of like the first time by myself, you know, I've got my portfolio, you know, yeah. I'm all excited and yeah. stuff like that. The, and Dick Whith- find- the
0: Dick Whittington of Newcastle, <laughs> for skipping down to <laughs> hey, London. Uh, hey, did you direct me yeah. to? <laughs> Excuse me, good fellow. Could you tell me where the roads of gold are? Yeah.
1: I remember coming down to London and, and, and going and meeting, going to the agency, Uffindale West, they were called at the time. They're, yeah. they're now Uffendale group.
0: I remember you starting uh, there. Were you, so you were still at uni then, or was it off the back of your last year then? Was no,
1: that... but it was at uni. So the so I did that two to three month, it was about three month work placement over the summer between the second yeah. year and the third year. Yeah, yeah, I was at Uffindale West. Absolutely yeah. awesome. I mean, I was staying staying at my mum and dad's in Peterborough and I was commuting down on the train because it's quite an easy commute from Peterborough to London. Yeah. Um, they were paying 150 pounds a week. Yeah, for me to uh, to go there, the train fare was 135.
0: <laughs> so you had 15 pounds for a cab one day, and then you walked the rest. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely fantastic. Time. Yeah, but you didn't
0: yeah. care about that though. And I remember, like, I did the same thing. I had a couple of placements. Um, it was the same thing. It was the um, between the second and third year, and I had a couple of placements. I did um, one at Saatchi's for a week, which was just um, it, it was fine, but it was wasn't really a very good experience. Yeah, of, um, I can
1: I can imagine that because it's so large. And you think fucking up. sorry, I don't mean to swear. No, no, right. we're at Sarajevo. Yeah,
0: yeah. I know. Oh, so so when when because uh, our old um, uh, tutor at Birmingham, uh, he taught Trevor Beattie um so like years and years ago so he he had contacts with him over the years and and at the time he uh he wasn't he he had tbwa but he was still doing something with such so for whatever reason we we managed to get get down there um and i went for just over a week and um it wasn't what i expected it to be because i thought it would be you know i thought i'd just be like following someone around and they'd be showing me the ropes but obviously everyone's really busy because they've got a job so like you just end up kind of not doing very much for the first half of the week and then you start getting involved in a project for a couple of days and then, then that's your yeah, week so, over. So, yeah, <clears throat> you know. Which is exactly
1: what I wanted to avoid. I, yeah, yeah. I decided to do this.
0: I mean, this it looks thing. great on the CV. Like, oh, you did your placement at the Saatchi's. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was The last day was awesome. <laughs> you know? So, like, you can do yeah, you that. Know, it it <laughs> but, but then the flip side of that is that I then um, did a work placement at Beresford's. Uh, and that one I only did, I think it was two or three weeks and I had the opportunity to sort of spend more time with people and just get involved in projects more. And when people know you're there for a little bit longer, they're more likely to get you, you know, they've seen 50 faces before you turn up. So if they know you're going to be there for a little bit longer, then they can get you more involved in projects. And yeah, that turned into a job. Like basically when I finished my placement, they said, when you finish uni, just ring us and come back. So like that's that last year of uni was like, I, you know, as much as I enjoyed it, I couldn't wait to start work basically. Um,
1: yeah. I, I was similar. I mean, sign up for those three months really completely opened my uh, eyes and ears and, and everything to the world of world of design because, you know, they, they were a, you know, well, they are a really
0: good brand design agency yeah. they, at the time. I remember you they, working there. I remember because, you know, we were living together with, with some other men.
1: I'm saying so like during that uni, um, uni period, yeah. you know, going down there, you know, no experience of designing agencies whatsoever or, or yep. frame of reference or how it works yep. and going in there and you know, it was just, it was a studio of, there was, there was kind of like about six designers. There was a couple of consultants. There mm-hmm. was a couple of the production team. Then there was Erica, who's the, the, the MD, um, and then uh, like a couple of admin staff um, and what have you. So it was kind of like about a team of fifteen somewhere around yeah. there. And yeah. So it felt kind of like quite a good size. Mm-hmm. And they had a really not nice too big group. that that you get yeah, lost, not and not too that small
0: you that you feel like you're not getting opportunity to. Yeah. To get involved. but you got to know everybody you know so yeah. I
1: knew every I got to know everybody by their first name and everyone got to mm-hmm. know me and what have you and yeah you know, you, get, you kind of like start to get you, you get involved in the culture of the of the agency and how they deal stuff. I yeah. mean they had some well, still do but they you know at the time they they handled the rebrands for Royal Bank of Scotland and NatWest and BG yeah. Rolls Royce and Vickers and they you know, doing all these things. I, Good I, and, I, and what I really liked about it is that they kind of welcomed me in as actual as someone who was actually there to do work with them. Now, obviously, yeah. I got there. I did a lot of picture research. I did a lot of locking up. Yeah, of I course. I did a lot of cutting out and stuff yeah. like that. But I also got involved. I also got to work with some senior designers on projects. So I got yeah. to put forward ideas. I got involved in pretty much everything and, and just seeing how the other side of design works, mm. you know, how you you yeah, know well, i I remember starting there, and like at uni, coming up with ideas, I'd go through three or four sketchbooks, scamping ideas and stuff like that, yeah yeah, and <clears throat> I remember sitting down with creative director Gary at the time, uh, and like he was talking about a brief, and him and like the senior designer, they literally had one sheet of paper, and they they would, yeah. like, did like three little scamps yeah, because they' done all <clears throat> that of the, they'd done all of the design work. That I was doing in my hundred-page sketchbooks, yeah. Over yeah. And over again, mentally in a few minutes, and yeah. then just scamped out like the three or four that had real legs. Just and that, that, that only comes with experience, conference. yeah. Exactly. That comes with experience. i like, you, you know, that, now
0: like that really, like, sorry,
1: that really stuck. With me. No, sorry, that that yeah. really stuck with me, and that really changed how. Straight away, like that changed how I when I went back to uni. Yeah, changed how I kind of worked at university yes I felt yeah. like when I went back to uni I started to work in a more professional and I lose use that term really loosely yeah but in a more appropriate manner as as you would do in sure. a studio because I picked up yeah that's how you work in the studio also, I mean, also, you, can,
0: you can sorry to you can see where you know up until you're still going through education and you're learning yeah. about how to be a designer and up until that point you've just got you know you might have a few guest lecturers and people like that but mainly you've got tutors and fellow pupils telling you how things are and what things are going to be and this is it but until you actually get in that environment and it it was the same for me as well i got into an environment where i was suddenly like okay i've got some skills i can use here i also have a load of skills that do not apply so like you're saying you know so i can sit and draw sketchbooks or you know i love doing that stuff but like you know, the days of doing that for days are over. You know, it's like you've got 20 minutes. See you with your first ideas in half an hour. You know, so yeah, yeah. like you know, it really helps you to hone that down. So you know, that's why I think those placements in that sort of second year period, where you're ser- you're sort of serious, you- you've got some skills. How it helps you hone them down. And then in your last year, it really does sort of help you yeah. sort of bring that together. And I, I don't okay, know yeah, so much now, but like, do people, um, sorry to, to keep babbling, but do people um, still have their placements? Because you know, for a long time, I had contacts at uni uh, where they were doing placements and things like that. And now it's less, I, I don't really hear much about it. To, and I think,
1: i quite to think so. I mean, we run placement schemes for years and years in the 77. I mean, yeah. We're always wanting. Because yeah. we found it so valuable. I mean, I know Paul business partner at the time, he found it really valuable. So yeah. it was, and we had some great people in on placement, and yeah, you know, yeah, we really, you really learned and have gone on and, and and what have you. But I really, you know, that that placement really did change my whole kind of thing. I mean, I came down to London with really long hair, wearing a full length leather jacket, mm. fla- uh, flared jeans, and a I mean. Stupid frilly show. oh the seventies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sorry, late nineties.
1: Late nineties <laughs> with my massive
0: sideburns, and I mm. went
1: and I'm sliding back at Newcastle. Right, yeah, uh, after the summer, and I'd had my hair cut short. You know, I trimmed my sideburns. That's so one, like, funny.
0: I've never talked to you about that, brain. but I did exactly the same thing. <laughs> I had a place with the Sarches. I came down. Uh, I cut all my hair off, and then I did the week, and then I went back to to, to university. Exactly the same thing. I just thought, like,
1: it changed, it changed me, man. It changed, it changed
0: me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess it's that weird thing where you sort of like at that stage, it was quite. You know, everybody sort of had like long hair and was into indie music and all that stuff. And, and uh, yeah, it was at that point where you're suddenly like, I want to make that transition from student mm-hmm. to young professional. And uh, yeah, I guess the locks had to go. You know, some people kept them. It's not a good look now. <laughs> I'm glad they went. But I tell you what, this COVID uh, lockdown deal is not, it's the curls oh, yeah. are coming back. So you're you're um, looking quite respectable. I wake up in the morning well, and David Hasselhoff stares back at me.
1: The reason <laughs> for that is the, the, the whiffle my daughter, she, um, she goes, oh, Daddy, I'm going to brush your hair now. Mm. So she brushed my hair and she literally brushed it flat across yeah. the opposite direction I usually have it and then brushed mm. the other side down. And Shannon came, came in and she just said, do not wear your hair like that. And she just walked out of the room. <laughs> right,
0: okay. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so is this where you're living now in this small room? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. isn't our domain. Not allowed out till you shave your head. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we probably should move on to um, question three. So we just got to the tip of London. So mm. you came down to London. We moved into a, a flat together. And, We've and been to two different unis. And then I remember I hadn't seen you for ages. And yeah, but it's uh, years we, yeah, it'd been a while. We've been in touch. I've got some letters and, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm holding those back. Um, but we then decided that we were going to get flat together. Uh, you and I, I remember we were in that really dodgy. was it Ronaldo's? So we we, we hooked up and ended up there for whatever reason. I remember you saying to me, because I, I was saying about moving down to London, you were saying the same thing. And then you said, oh, well, if it works out at the same time. We'll get flat together. And that's exactly what we did. We got a flat together really? with a uh, couple of friends of yours from uni. Oh, and a few of mine moved in around cool. the corner. And uh, yeah, we sort of started a little community. Well, in- that,
1: that flat was amazing because it's actually really interesting how many of, like, now my friends mm. moved down to London and yeah. stayed in that flat. Well, well Max and lived
0: on our sofa better. for about uh, what feels yeah. like a year. I'm sure it was less than that, but he would, Max, he just lived in our kitchen. He,
1: Max lived with us, Steve lived with us Dave Pexton yeah. came down for
0: yeah. a bit Brett, um, Brett did very briefly um, Ian Glover Brett, um, yeah. Jez, Jez Yeah, Jez did, Chris did, yeah, Chris did Right at the end, just before we moved out I remember Chris yeah. Chris came to stay um, Yeah, everybody circled But it was quite good, because we were the first ones down there Like us four, yeah. me, you, Paul and Robin And um, yeah, it was quite good Because like, people would, I mean, it, the flat wasn't That great, but we had a bit of space my mum described
1: it as a Hellhole, and I <laughs> yeah. that when we moved out, described yeah. it as a watchdog episode waiting to happen
0: yeah that was that was all in the descriptor of the flat when we went to see it (laughs) it (laughs) I'll never forget the day we. this is going to be boring it's
1: probably about three grand a month now I I know know.
0: (laughs) but it's funny it's just going to bore anybody who's listening so fast forward this bit but I'll I'll never ever forget the day that they came back round to give us our deposits and we'd cleaned the whole place out and everything was fine except where we'd have a sofa in the kitchen and in the middle of the room was a massive hole where we'd worn it through the floor and it was clearly a repair job right it was clearly a repair job there was no way that we were going to get all our deposits back and we were all stressing over what we can do we couldn't put anything over it couldn't put the sofa over it because that was ours. we'd moved it out and all that stuff so we were just like oh we're just gonna to have to suck it up and I'll never forget our landlord was behind me you were in front of me and as you walked in you just <laughs> you just stood on the hole so no one could see it and he came in he was like yeah yeah that's great gave us our deposits and off we went and i just remember you standing there going yep here he it is it's all fine <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile there was a crime happening but um yeah we yeah anyway good memories it was a good place we had some good laughs in that place <coughs> i think the third night the third night that i came back from work um i remember walking down a holloway road and it was very quiet and i thought oh it's a bit weird it's normally quite busy because it's like you know sort of tailed tailed onto the a1 and there's all lots of traffic and stuff and then I looked up ahead and there was a SWAT guy kneeling down behind a wall. And then I looked to the left over the road and there were two more SWAT guys, one with a riot shield. And I just sort of casually walked by and went into our flat. I remember saying to Paul, I was just like, I think, I think they're raiding a crack house next door. And then, yeah, and I think then there were a few bangs and it was all over. But um, yeah. Evening Good officer. Good times. Yeah. Evening officer. He's like, you're blowing our cover you know but um yeah anyway good times um so uh yeah, yeah, so we so moved to london. london yeah and then uh, so yeah moving on to say so first job in london we spoke about how you got it um why you chose it i mean obviously well actually
1: kind of yeah because when i moved down to london i didn't actually have a job nailed on yeah it was you know
0: gone At by, that yeah, probably is was, was still hearsay A kind of like it's a possibility yeah, but it's not
1: gone back gone back to the folks and like you did with Beresford, I got back in and I've been in touch with Effendell like yeah. numerous times anyway, because I had a good crack and they invited me back for a couple of times to do you know, plan on the five side football team and stuff. Yeah. And so I got a bit of freelance, or you know what we would call freelance, but really is just kind of like pity money yeah. <laughs> for students. <laughs> yeah, so they, they they got me in, and so I was doing a bit of freelance there, and yeah. You know, well, so they found some work
0: ha- for you, basically. They didn't have to yeah. do that. So, oh, yeah, so come,
1: come in, come in, You know, we need an extra pair of hands. Come on in. Yeah. So I was doing a little bit of freelance there, and but I was commuting from Peterborough, and I thought, oh, this is ridiculous. You yeah, know, so that's when we got the mm. the flats. Of, we got uh, the flat, flats. Yeah. yeah. And I was doing a bit of freelance, and you know, I'd been touting book. You yeah, know, you know, my book around. Yeah. So I had some really good interviews, or had some really good meetings. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, nothing, nothing bad, no, no crying or anything. Yeah, uh, I was starting to get a bit worried, and then I had an interview at a company called Hieroglyphics. Effects. Yeah, a company called Agenda. It was Agenda Design. Agenda,
0: okay, yeah, okay. Are agenda still going. Um, I, don't I don't think, think so. so. I don't think so. I haven't heard anything about them for ages. didn't hire me, that's probably that's it. Yeah, like. yeah. They would have gone under much earlier. I <laughs> have <laughs> <Actually, laughs> to save themselves I, a lot of pain.
1: I went down to it because they were down in South London at the time. They were down yeah. on the south, off in the South Bank. So I went down for a meeting or an interview got really well with the creative director there I mm-hmm. can't remember the name to chat now for the life of me which i feel really bad about but anyway um it's really good and then they phoned me up the next day and they offered me a job they said oh we'd really like you to come and work for us you yeah, know they Great. showed me around the studios really yeah. nice environment they had some really cool clients some really cool stuff i was really excited i was like oh, brilliant so i went to my then creative director at uffendell Gary. has like, gotten with him really well i said oh yes yeah. been really good i've been offered a job from this company called hieroglyphics so had also been to see the night yeah. before or whatever yeah, they want me to start. Awesome, I've got a job. Yeah. Also, agenda. They want me to um, go right. with them.
0: Okay. I can't, yeah.
1: I'm really made up. And, and Gary goes, oh, that's really good, John. Re- really well done. So then I get back on doing my work. And then Gary comes up to me uh, about half an hour later. And he goes, oh, John, can I just have a quick word? So yeah, so, yeah no, guys came over. Went over to his desk and he goes, um, no, went over into the cutting room where we did all mock-ups. Yeah. And he goes, um, <clears throat> uh, I want you to come and work for us. So I'm going to offer you the job. But I want to know by the end of the day. <laughs> 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 like,
0: okay yeah cheers there's nothing like a bit of pressure You're like oh, right, yeah. okay but that's good so, though um, i mean that's amazing i mean that's what one-
1: yeah, absolutely I was, I was i was really made up i was really pleased because yeah you know, i had gone from like a bit freelance and hoping for the best yeah. and living in a in a hovel with you losers to but I, re- I remember
0: all- i remember when you you would were, you were, you were freelancing for them because i can remember like um you doing like illustrations on your laptop on, on our yeah, social yeah, kitchen and yeah. stuff yeah. i remember i really remember that um
1: yeah, so, yeah. So, it's, so it's a funny definitely. time
0: that when you do that that, that sort of transition because like um yes. uh, that's the one thing that i do regret even though i did end up in a company that i really loved and i i got on really well with everyone there and i had a great time it was a brilliant first job um and i learned a, a lot there um and it subsequently is you know like one of the guys who who i worked with there was one of my best men at, the, at my wedding and you know so you end up making these connections with people um, which, which are, you know, are, are sort of priceless really. But the one thing I do regret about that time is that I didn't go anywhere else. I didn't go for any other interviews. I didn't put my book anywhere. I just literally went to the place where I did my placement because they'd already said, you know, we, we'd like you to come and see us when you finish. So I literally finished and turned up on the doorstep and was like, I'm ready. <laughs> you know? And then they were like, okay. And then I just started. It didn't turn into anything. And I kind of felt that maybe I should have looked around a little bit more at that point. Um, I'm glad I, mean, I ended up where I did, but I, I feel that like there was about always, a year or two later I thought maybe I should have pushed it. In, you, know, well, you just played
1: in the grass is always greener. On the yeah, end, so. well, exactly,
0: yeah. But at that time, I was just so pleased to have a job. I couldn't believe yeah, it. I, I literally finished college, and then um, on the Monday, <coughs> you know, on the Friday, and then on the Monday, I, I went home and packed my bags, and then on, on the Monday, I was in London, um, you know, working in, in the middle of Oxford Circus. So, I, you know, living yeah, in a hovel, hovel with again, you.
1: Ready, until we got the flat <laughs> yeah i remember that
0: <laughs> yeah but, um, um yeah, so,
1: yeah so so from my point of view you know they Uffendale offered me the job and kind of i was really torn because i really wanted to go to agenda because yeah. i really liked the vibe and like the kind of work they were going there yeah but i decided to go with Uffendale, you know mm. because i really liked gary who's a creative director there well they've
0: been good to you as well you know that, that oh, kind
1: right. yeah absolutely and i enjoyed the work and i enjoyed the team and yeah. it was kind of like you know whether it's better than the devil you know or whatever, I don't know whether it was, but I just felt like it was a good fit for me. Yeah, yeah. and it did, and it was great, and I had a great time.
0: Yeah, it was, it was really good. And why and did you end up uh, leaving there then? What what happened with it? Because you were there. For, how long were you there for?
1: Uh, so probably about two and a half years in total. I was, yeah. I was at Ufford West. So I had a great time. Uh, yeah, started as a junior designer and. Yeah. Yeah, within kind of like a few months i was being left to work on projects by myself or lead projects on by yeah. myself
0: and that, that's something that comes from being in a smaller team you know Absolutely, if yeah. you'd have been in a bigger bigger company i mean like, um, a friend of ours was working at Springits at the same time that i started yeah. where i was and you started where you were and he was in like a massive team where his responsibility was pretty low for the first sort of 12 yeah. to 24 months and whereas like, like where, where you and i started it was like here's your project right, yeah, see yeah, you friday you know
1: and, and and that's what i always tell you know either students or junior designers that we meet or, or whoever it may be it's like you know yes it'd be great to have like that massive name on your cv for your placement or whatever but if you actually want to learn what you're doing and, and yeah. have experience and stuff, go to those little agencies all yeah, the little yeah. agencies you know, we you know at 77 we always treated even you know any, any interns or whatever we always treat them as a designer their ideas are as valid as ours they might not have yeah. the full skills or experience or whatever oh, yeah. but they're going to pick that all up and you know we expect them to so we'll show them how to do that and yeah we well, just we, get would, it we it have you placements
0: that, that would come up with some re- cracking ideas you know they'd yeah. be like kind of like 18 years old and there i'd be like sort of 23 and they would be like senior designers and stuff and there'd be like some kid just coming up with absolute gold you know and you'd be like uh you're annoyingly talented let's get rid of you <laughs> but uh yeah it, it, that's what i like that's about the industry lovely. it's not you know it, it doesn't matter um what skill set you have in terms of your technical capabilities it, it, you know if you're creative in that way you can be 15 or 50 you know it's it's uh it cuts through all of that and i really like well, that.
1: that, you that know. is the key thing you yeah. know one the key thing that i've always done with my studio the key thing that i've always told any students in terms of designers, whatever it may be, is I don't really care whether you're really good at Photoshop or whether you know yeah. all design keyboard commands or whether you're a Wizard illustrator or yeah. you can program a WordPress site or build an app or I don't really care about those. Yes, it's important that those technical skills are a sufficient level. Yeah. But that's not what I'm employing you. I'm employing you for your ideas. Mm. i'm also employing you and beyond that there's there's two folds. there's there's the ideas but there's also being able to talk about your ideas and have that opinion
0: communication yeah definitely yeah Yeah.
1: a client comes to us with a brief saying oh i have this problem and i you know this is the problem this is my one that's blah 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 this is and you come away you think about it and then you come back with solutions for how to solve that problem Mm. very very simple so that's part of it but it's also being able to explain your problem yes so yeah the way that we always used to talk about it is it's like i'm paying you to have an opinion a client is paying you to have yeah. an opinion yeah. about what they should be doing and if you can't if you don't have an opinion or you can't explain that opinion yeah then you shouldn't be doing this job it's yeah, really,
0: yeah you need really to be articulate and that that is you know i've seen really good designers that aren't you know their their communication skills are are very good in you know in meetings or in like in trying to get their ideas across to people and it's, it's it's so frustrating because you've got someone who's really good and yet mm-hmm. they can't quite you know there's nerves about whether they're doing the right thing or you know there's no there's a lack of confidence there which I guess you do we've, get that in time but you know possibly
1: I mean we've advertised for designers before and we like, you know, you get your you get their kind of like portfolios and CVs and stuff sent in mm-hmm. and like. Yeah, we've sat there and gone, car. Oh, look at this person there. You know, she's really good. Or this, this bloke's really ace. Look at that. Yeah. Design. That's and then we get them in for an interview, and you know, and we're all quite relaxed. It's not like it's like formal, you know, boardroom and mm. sit behind a desk and you know, spotlight or it's all I'm really assuming
0: that relaxed. at this point you're in like a, a throne at the back of the room in the dark mm-hmm. while they're being Just- interviewed.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm usually just wearing a velour tracksuit.
0: <laughs> Please tell me you're on one of those. What are those things called? Where you've The Segways, you know, with the wheels. <laughs> just <they>? the just. <laughs> and why did you choose blue? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have any Rolf Harris colouring pens?
1: Um, yeah, so... <laughs> so we've got people in whose books are amazing.
0: Mm. And then
1: you sit them down and they're, like, just chatting to them. They're really nice people and what have you. And yeah. they go, oh, right, so I'm really love what, what you did with this idea for this identity or whatever it may be take me through thinking and i rem- I remember this one guy just goes oh i don't know i just just came up with it <laughs> and i thought
0: maybe- he's gonna be my <laughs> business partner
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe come on. Start,
0: mm. yes
1: we all just come up with stuff but there must be a reason why you came up with stuff but yeah. don't respond like that just don't
0: respond. yeah to- yeah it's not
1: it's not it's because yeah, if you can't explain the idea then there's no point having the idea mm. you know, because yeah you, know, you could show you you know i'm sure you've done it you've come up with some cracking um designs for you know a client on a specific job and the clients just put their bum face on and said oh i don't like blue oh yeah yeah, and that
0: yeah i've been just, in that yeah
1: and that, and that just kills the meeting what have you whereas yeah. you know our philosophy what we always used to say to the clients is doesn't matter if they don't like blue if mm. you can say well I take on board that you don't like blue but the reason why we've used blue is this 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 and this and yes. why. it's yeah, very yeah. hard to argue against an idea it's very easy to argue i don't like blue yeah so
0: great. that's where the division yeah. between personal preference and yeah. answering the brief comes along and they cross over all the time but yeah i've had a few of those meetings where you've got like you know people sort of stick their their heels in and, and they want it one certain way and and that's fine because then you end up kind of, well, you end up compromising. Yeah, always it, right. It's the point
1: that I made earlier. It's about they're paying for my opinion. So mm. you know, my opinion, my design experience, my blah, 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 yeah. is saying that this, this, this is the correct approach for what you should be doing. That's yes. as you bring, does exactly what you need it to do, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. If you don't want that, that's absolutely fine. You know, that's your decision. It's your business. You're the client. Yeah. But this is my recommendation. And, yeah. you know, you go from there. I've seen,
0: I've seen that bomb in really badly in a meeting with, um, I was doing a presentation with another design, t- another design company. They were doing the branding uh, and I was doing a whole load of like promotional point of sale stuff and yeah. I pitched all my point of sale stuff and it had gone down quite well. Like, you know, point of sale is fine. You know, it folds nicely. Like, it looks, the colors good. It works. It fits, you know, it's an easy sell. It's tactile. They're all passing these things around. And then, uh, this, I won't name who it was, but this, uh, this, um, person then presented the oh, the, the rebranding, and oh, we're talking about a room of like 20 people. I oh, know, no, I don't think you do now. Uh, maybe off, I know, I don't think you do. I've said oh, her yeah. now. So she <laughs> presented <laughs> this work and absolutely bombed like, literally, um, 20 people were, were just hammering questions at her, and she couldn't handle it. She, uh, she got to a point where it came, the, the conversation came down to why is it purple? And her answer was, "It just is." And then at that point, I was just like, yeah. "You know, you, you've got to, you've got Don't to you compromise or, or or find a find a middle ground somewhere, because obviously, you know, or defend your position better." Um, because I mean, we've all been
1: rattled in we've all been rattled in meetings and stuff. I've been rattled in meetings. And yeah, stuff yeah. Like but you know, if you've if you've got an idea and you've you've got a reason for that idea and you've got an explanation for that idea then it's easier yes you can get rattled you know they can shout at you or whatever but you can just go back and it's this 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 and this yeah and then,
0: sure sure and ultimately what ends up happening is that you know i've been had experiences as well which is you know people walk away from the meeting and then the next day actually it is all fine and actually that is the yeah. route we want and actually they've spoken to their colleagues and they've had time to chew it over and you know so yeah i mean you're not and also, sometimes you're wrong. <laughs> you, know, you design something, well, you do it, you present I mean, it, and anything, halfway through presenting, I've been like, Yeah, I'm not sure about this one actually, you know. And I think that's what it's all sort of subjective. It might solve the brief, absolutely. but sometimes anything you know, creative
1: is subjective. Anything creative is slightly at risk, even doing kind of like those real dull kind of like little leaflets for companies yeah. for whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah. It's still <laughs> Still being creative and putting yourself out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: No one wants to be told they're rubbish. No one wants to be told. So,
0: the last part was, yeah, what was the most important thing you learned from your first job?
1: Most, couple of little things. Well, not little things, couple of things. The main couple of things that I learned from my first job was, and I kind of alluded to it before, is there's got to be an idea. Yeah, yeah. Whatever the client brief is, whatever the the problem, whatever your solution, whatever your design, however however
0: yeah. badly done, or however, however, however well done,
1: exactly. It doesn't matter. You know the visualization skills of me as a uh, fresh out of uni compared to you know the skills and um software that we now have available. It's yeah. kind of like you know yeah. you look at student books these days. Student books look look like I mean finished products and things like that. You can yeah yeah crazy. yeah. It's so, all you know. That's the skill set, that's one thing and, and that's important to have. But I think if there's no idea, then there's no point presenting it. Yeah. Because yeah. if it's just style a substance, then this time in six months time, that style is going to be awful and people are going to laugh and point at you and it's going to be but if there's an idea behind it, then it's just, you know, you look back to some of the great graphic designers through through the year, I mean, you go back through Paul Paul Rand's kind of like back catalog, you know, most of his stuff still stands up because there was no idea behind it. And it, yeah it, 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 it's that. yeah So it's oh, that. Yeah. and then ego don't have an ego that was one of the key things you know don't think you're special and i don't mean that in a nasty way i just mean you know they're you know it's it's kind of like a, a job you can't be i've known designers who get so wrapped up in it who are kind of like you know this is my baby and it's the most beautiful present thing and someone's yeah, said. oh yeah yeah then that typeface doesn't work can you just change it and then it's kind of armageddon kind of, oh, or whatever yeah and then you can't have you can't have that like ego you've got to be able to take criticism you've got to be able to refine it you've got to be able to deal with recommendations you've got to deal rejection you've got to redeal with all those things
0: yeah yeah that's very true and like it probably a- be bad. It's things. hard. It's hard. You know, when you're out <coughs> when you're out of college and you start your first job and all that kind of stuff, it's hard because it is so personal when you're at college and then suddenly you, you get thrust into an industry where actually, you know, however good your idea is, it's all down to whoever you're selling it to, or, or, you know, yeah. and they might not like it. And that's, that's, that's just the yeah. way that is. And dealing with that rejection <coughs> is part of the course. And actually, I think that's also, an, like you said, it's an important thing that you take away from it, which is like, people are not going to like the things you like not yeah. all the time you know as you get older and 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 you know you start to buckle and give in more <laughs> you just you know you, you kind of uh, <laughs> I guess you end that's up a re-
1: that's a really interesting point that you have just made there though because you know it's something I've thought about and this is stemming back from when we was at school something that our art teacher told told like myself and my parents uh parents evening that you know I was a jack of all trades, but a master of none. You know, I was all right at screen printing. I was all right at lino. I was all right at sketching. I was all right. You were great at, at screen was...
0: printing. You were great at all no, 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 this. No, no,
1: I don't mean that. I don't mean that in sort of like, you know, I was really rubbish or whatever. It was just like, I yeah, was pretty I good at all, at all these things. Yeah. I wasn't excellent. I wasn't the double A student on a particular thing. I was kind of like an A or B on, on
0: most things. Right. Yeah. So okay.
1: Like jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. And they, he meant it almost slightly bad in, but I don't think he meant it bad, but he meant it in seeing sort of like perhaps I should be concentrating on one thing. Yeah. You know, it's, an, it's, an, it's
0: a, it's a, it's a classic encouragement, it's <laughs> a sort of a neg, but also a, a way yeah. to kind of push but you. Along, as opposed yeah.
1: to being at a shot and doing a little bit of everything, focus on one thing and make that really good. Yeah. But the, that stayed with me through my entire kind of design career, because I actually think, <coughs> a really successful graphic designer should be kind of a jack of all trades.
0: Mm. You know, yeah. Oh, yes. should,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You should be so focused. You know, mm. we look, we look, we look with reverence towards some design studios who have a very s- distinct style. Yeah, you, know, you have like Designs Republic and what have you. I know, I know it not their entire back catalogue? But you know, you look at they have a
0: just, yeah. The things that they're yeah. well known for has a certain. You can, look. you can,
1: you, you spot a design, you go, oh. Designers, republic, or yeah. not associates, or, or yeah. to a degree in pentagram, or whatever. So, but the really good designers, in my opinion, are the ones where you don't know who the designer is.
0: Yeah, but okay, a good design,
1: and, or you don't know what the agency is, and it's the agency who's able to adapt to whatever that business is, because you yeah. can design for a bank, or a blue chip company, or a tech company, or yeah. a pharma company. But you need to be very different, depending on who you know. Say you're working with a charity, or you're dealing with a sports club, or you're dealing with a you know. you you can't approach each project for each client in the same way. That's
0: right. Yeah. That's if you're right. going into time with
1: a preconceived, oh, I'm going to do some crazy Japanese type, and I'm going to put it on angle, and then we can mm. do this as blah blah.
0: That doesn't fit to everything.
1: <laughs> and it, and you've got like a hospice who wants like a whole fundraising campaign mm. to put together to help fund like children who are suffering with cancer yeah they don't doesn't necessarily go no. to
0: why, yeah. why is there a chinese cat on the side of our building <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like so it's yeah. kind of like. So I always. Least,
1: like i think being able to slot yourself into different um idea you no know, hmm. trying to yeah well, you
0: have to be more malleable than than just have one focused open. style
1: absolutely i mean you're you're,
0: uh, sorry gone no no, no, Uh, i was just going to say like with with your your style of drawing and how you you know uh, you you do illustration that's something that you can dip into projects when it's appropriate you know so you might have a project and you're like oh great i can do some illustration for that i can do you know my style fits with this or i can adapt my style slightly to fit with this you know that isn't every job you know which is uh which is kind of how you are you know you are sort of um Uh, saying that like you know you're being drift you know geared towards doing one particular thing when actually you know being able to do a multitude of things is um yeah is absolutely paramount you know because i know i know good good designers that that have you know they they can't be flexible like that they'll do they do page layouts and they don't touch anything else you know because like they don't feel comfortable or they don't you know they they don't want to change their particular approach of working and you know it's I, I think but it that goes that's... beyond
1: the the physical design process itself it's you know it, it should filter into being able to understand different businesses, being able to understand yes. other influences what 's going on in like the other countries what's you know what 's aesthetically appropriate for yes. this region what's what 's working in this other region what 's going on with tech that 's going to affect this what 's happening with communities what 's happening you know this business does it has a certain way of working this business I've never understood you know how how do they make that work being able to try and understand that so you can you know it's kind of you've got to be able to slot in and I think to be a successful (coughs) sorry excuse me (coughs) I think to be a successful designer in in what we do you need to be able to work with businesses yeah
0: so you're adapting and you're you're mimicking the yeah because for a short time for a short period while you're doing that project you're running alongside them you're trying to yeah. understand what they do and you're yeah, trying you're, to re- you're, essentially
1: a, uh, you're essentially an extension of, the, of them I mean, yeah if you yeah if you're, you're essentially going to be an extension of that business yeah but as a designer you might be an extension of that business and this business and that business and this business yes you know, you, yes you're having five ten fifteen projects on at a time depending on how busy you yeah. are yeah so being able to dip in and have that ability to do that, I think is really important. And I yeah. think that's something, you know, going back to our early questions about, you know, our education, you know, when did you first start drawing? Well, when did you first start feeling creative? Yeah. I think that all feeds back into then, because, you know, we're both, like we were saying, you, know, you read comic books, um, but then thinking about problem solving, but then, you know, we were doing our art courses, and then we were also doing t-shirt printing, and then we were doing, you know, so there's all these different things going on, and all yeah. the, our different, interests you know whether it be video games or you know we
0: used to play dna d and all that kind of thing yeah yeah or, or, or whatever it may was, be they were fun times yeah we were into everything like you know like kids ours, i think, well, I think I we think were you know anything creative like that any chance to write something or draw something you know i think that like you know you you, you sort of latch onto it don't you um question five was um so what did you do next so after you finished your because you you were off and down west and did you go to another company after that
1: no see this is this is the beauty of our industry so <clears throat> i was doing done two years at of no west and you get to meet lots of people mm. and one of the account directors that used to work, work that was working at of west she got the opportunity to become the director of marketing for a new architects firm well, it was a, an existing architects firm yeah um, it'd been going donkeys years and they'd just been bought by another architects firm who had bought another architect's firm. And basically, a load of architect's firms from around the world kind of joined together and bought each other to create, at the time, was the world's largest architectural practice. And it just had a massive rebrand done, Mm -hmm. a very expensive rebrand bit rubbish in my opinion but uh, they did that a massive brand all kind of done and, and, and what have you and she had been brought in to kind of be the director of communications and marketing what have you and she needed loads of the implementation doing but they didn't want because it was all going through the london office the london office didn't want to pay the large exorbitant amount of money that the mm-hmm. agency that had done the branding were going to charge them for all the implementation sure. fair yeah. Enough. yeah so she kind of like tapped me up with, and he said, Johnny, do you fancy doing a bit of freelance? And I said, oh, of course I do, because you know I'm young and stupid and uh, what have you. Yeah. Of out. So I was doing a bit of freelance for like, you know, a bit of exhibition design, you know, uh, brochures, yeah. you know, you know,
0: which listen, I mean, you're not getting paid loads of money at that point. You're getting <coughs> yeah, well, a salary, but it's not, yeah. you know. I mean, I started on virtually nothing, and like it was enough because I was just happy to be working. You know, but at that point, like any freelance you can get outside of your job is is cool. a total bonus. You know, it's but, a, yeah.
1: yeah. so that was really good. But at that point, the dot com bubble burst. Yeah. So okay. up until then, after yeah, you know, there was like the whole design industry seemed like yeah. it was a wash with work and money because there was all this money being ploughed into yeah. all these tech startups that were going to be amazing. Were making no money whatsoever but yeah. were going to be amazing and there was all this money everywhere and they needed designs and stuff and things and, and what have you so it was all yeah. great 100 miles an hour and then literally in a day yeah. it just I
0: just I remember
1: our agency kind of all of a sudden was like oh and some people got made redundant mm-hmm. and then literally about a couple of weeks later I got made redundant, and I was like, right. oh, "Bollocks! What am I yeah. going to do?" But I'd been doing this freelance with um, uh, Valerie on on the side, mm. and there was an opportunity to do more. So, fortunately for me, you know, it was like, "I've got a ready-made client. I've got ready-made care. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't give it a punt by setting up my by myself?" Yeah. And that, well, that's that, good. Yeah, that that's what a- it
0: yeah, that's good, and and you know that opportunity. It's funny how those opportunities can sometimes be like a quick job and you're done, or they can spiral into here's a series of work that could potentially keep you going. And presumably, you were probably getting paid more for your freelance, like hourly or daily or whatever, than you were for your full time job.
1: I don't think I was. To be honest, I think I was insanely cheap because I was cheap. Yeah. Street- you know, and i'd started off doing like a few bits and bobs as a bit of yeah. a favor to valerie just to okay. help yeah. stuff sorted and then more and more came and yeah. then we started to cost it up and <coughs> i think it all evened itself out though because you know it got to the point where we managed to become a bit retained with the with the okay. company for a few years for, for a little uh, while the
0: dream retainer what happened yeah, to that i remember and, those days
1: we were, you know, I was being involved in kind of like, not necessarily board level meetings, but you know, just below board level meetings, when we was dealing with the day-to-day design and, you know, yeah. the brand and stuff like that. So that was really good. Yeah. Um, but we did a massive amount of work for them. I mean, you know, generally did massive amount of work. And, you know, and then Valerie subsequently went on to, you know, as you will know, you know, you get, you get you work with some really good people and you have a really good working relationship and sometimes they'll move on to another company and they'll take you with them.
0: That Yeah. that For me, that's always been the greatest new business. I mean, I've, I've, I've done various new business things before, but for me, the majority of my work always comes through from people that I've worked with before that have mm-hmm. moved on to jobs. And sometimes they'll take me with them on day one. And other times it will be a year or two will pass. And yep. suddenly they will be yeah. like, here's that project that I've been trying to get to a stage. We can do something, you know, so, which isn't nice, you know, yeah, it's great.
1: So, yeah, so the .dot com bubble burst. I got made redundant. <coughs> I had very little money in the bank because I remember I just just before I got made redundant, I decided to buy the new Apple iPod. Um, uh, oh, okay. The, the iPod that had just been released. Yeah. Okay. Was, like, buying, yeah. yeah, yeah, they were really I'd buy expensive. I quid for it, and I'd spanked all my money on that, and uh, and I'd pushed
0: It's okay because you could put four songs on it.
1: I know. It's amazing. <laughs> <As> a, like, <laughs>
0: and it, and it made, was like the size of a car battery yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and weighed about the same
1: yeah amazing amazing piece of kit yeah even, even though it's an amazing piece of kit but at least so, when
0: you're at home crying you've got your ipad your ipod <coughs> well, to listen to i had i had a crying playlist so I <laughs> listened to the cure a lot that summer <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> well, i had a bit of so i had this freelance um which I knew would keep me going, and a bit of severance from you know, being made redundant. So yeah, I knew yeah. that I had a couple, I had at least a couple of months worth I could cover rent and stuff in London. Yeah. So I thought, well, why don't I just give it a punt? Why don't I, I give it a punt of like setting up a business and 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 giving it a go? Yeah. And my, who I set it up with, Paul. I mean, you know Paul really well. Um, He's one of
0: the original London Four. Yeah, the is. Archway Four.
1: So I'm, I'm, you know, for the benefit of your one listener, um, I met Paul at university and uh, you know, we were on the same course, we were down to London. He worked at a company called Microdot, who did lots of really cool stuff, such mm. as, you know, they did all the Oasis stuff and super fairies and, and what have you, and he worked for them. But Paul was getting a bit frustrated with his job at the time, you know, for lots of different reasons. And, you know, I kind of like said, come on, why don't we, uh, yeah. why don't we set them together? You know, we've got this client, you know, have got Ida's, you know, yeah, they're going to yeah, you know, we've got X amount they're gonna be able to do with that. And you know, I'm sure, you know, with what was going on with it, where he was at the time, you know, there were some opportunities there to possibly get some other clients. Yeah. And you know, we were, what was it, twenty it was 2002, so we were 25. Yeah, you
0: were really young still. I remember, like, because I'd finished uh, one job and I was just starting another as, like, a you know, sort of more middleweight designer. And I can remember you guys starting a business, and at that time, I was just like, what How did you do you do? How would you even <laughs> think about doing that? I can't, it can't. I didn't, firstly, I didn't feel prepared enough to go, go it my own. I was doing freelance work with some bits and pieces, but I, I didn't feel confident enough to go. I guess, you know, you, you'd already been doing some work that you thought could sustain you for a while anyway and that that, that was slightly different whereas it, for me at that time i'd have been like just starting from nothing and being like right how do i do this having not I ever mean, done it you know
1: to be honest chap i don't think i really gave it as much
0: deep thought no. as that. that's why it worked though because if you overthink it now it won't work but when yeah. you're like 22 23 you're just like ah this is just I what mean, we're doing you know so i have
1: i have a deep down belief or confidence in my own Ability, you know, mm. I, you know I, I, I like to think that I'm pretty good at what I do. I'd like to think that I'm pretty good with people. We can get on yeah. quite well. Um, and you know, a couple of years at Offendel were really good for grounding me in sort of like how to do stuff, how to be a bit more professional because they were dealing with blue chip clients. We had to mm-hmm. be that little bit more. Yeah, you know, even though it yeah. was good you had to be a little bit more. So less
0: flares. Yeah, that's <laughs> one. That's one, yeah. Um, not completely I mean, gone just less yeah <laughs> having, having
1: that kind of that kind of balance and then having you know what at then was the safety net of a client that I could bill you know yeah several hundred pounds a month which at the time was awesome yeah yeah and I'd already had a lap and I already had a laptop
0: you know, yeah so you had, had you
1: were set yeah I've been doing before you know it was kind of like well you know, there's nothing else going on yeah, dot com. the dot com bubble, bubbles burst. Yeah. Loads of people being laid off.
0: Um, well, I remember Razorfish going under. They were yeah. massive. Do you remember Razorfish? They were massive, weren't they? Home. And then literally overnight, they just went out of business. Yeah, right. I remember.
1: There was quite a few like that actually. Yeah. Um, a lot so, of web
0: design companies that were charging massive amounts for massive not doing very good really
1: work, outlandish, crazy websites that kind yeah. of only when you had like an ISDN line.
0: Yeah, time. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> some <laughs> it's some crazy. craziness, but um. But yeah,
1: so so. I just kind of it. It kind of just felt like the most natural thing to do, really. Yeah. And my philosophy, and like Paul and myself's philosophy for it, and ha- and was for you know, we, you know, I've been doing seventy seven for about eighteen eighteen years now. Was mm-hmm. that if it doesn't work out, I'll go and get a job. Yeah. And, so, yeah. Yeah. and so that, that doesn't really fundamentally change. So. It was kind That's of... That's still of,
0: the backup plan, by the way. Yeah, That's exactly how I feel, It, which is like, you know, if it all <laughs> goes, if it doesn't work <laughs> out, or, you know, you, you can yeah, always I'm start looking for a job, you know.
1: Kind of decided to crack on with it. And you know, speaking to Paul over a couple of weeks where well, we were living together, so it was quite easy. Yeah. And then, you know, I remember finally, you know, Paul and himself finally deciding, yes, this is what we're going to do. We were at a Martin Parr exhibition in the Barbican. Mm. You know, that was part a part good it. exhibition, yeah. It was a really good exhibition, Yeah and you got served those kind of like weird martinis
0: yeah know, yeah yeah
1: martinis the cherry martinis whatever they were and we had a couple of those and i said come on pull there and so i said yes and that's how 1970 so
0: you got him drunk and then he said all right i'll do it
1: no no not at all <laughs> he and dined me he took me out
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. he put together a very put me an amazing dress <laughs> <laughs> he, he had his powerpoint proposal with him we went through it
1: yeah, but we just uh, thought we'd give it a go and you know and we gave it a go. And, or, well, it's or, or, good
0: that you like, did, because I, th- I think that was like, for me, uh, as a, someone who was working full time, at that time, I was working deepest South London, well, I was in um, Chislehurst. So I was commuting right out of London at that point. Um, you know, seeing you guys set up was like quite inspiring for me, because then I suddenly thought, well, actually, that's something that I thought... Who's idiots can do <laughs> <Yeah>. it? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I'll see how they get on for the next five years. And then, uh, yeah, but then, you know, it did, because I always thought I'd, I'd run something or do something myself at some point but I wasn't confident at that time to do it but with you guys sort of pushing on ahead and you know the avant-garde if you like I, I it was inspiring and I thought like that was you know it's a tough thing to do but actually like you said because you just sort of blindly did it and you just thought it was just how things worked out maybe it didn't yeah. seem so at the time but if you start talking to people now of that age about you know potentially doing something similar I think they'd still find they'd still be apprehensive but I always but today, had you know,
1: I always had that in my head, though, that I'd probably end up. I mean, it was you know, delve delving too far deep into the family, but my my dad had his own businesses, yes, had his own business, yeah, uh, and we always did. And his grand and his dad and, and what have you. So I think it was kind of <coughs> kind of inbuilt mm. to a degree that you know you just get on and, and give things a punt. And my mum and dad love and the bits were always a hundred percent supportive about anything that i wanted to do and sure, I think having yeah. that level of support i mean we weren't rich or anything like that and we couldn't always do all the things i wanted to do but they were always as supportive as they possibly could be so yeah. growing up having that um base of if you want to try and do this try and do this mm. you know try and do it you know get on and try and do it yeah. having that as that kind of thing with always stayed with me so yeah maybe it never really phased me like setting up
0: because you just kind of assumed at some point it's going to happen i'm moving in that direction but it's
1: like give it a go no one dies you know know, if i do something wrong the worst i'm going to have is some badly curved type. and
0: that's (laughs) yeah and that's something actually just sort of saying about that um you know, having that sort of foundation, Uh, when you're edging towards a kind of slightly artistic career, um, you know, it is important to have family and friends around you that that support you um, in that way, because Mm -hmm. it's very easy to kind of wave the hand in that at that industry, and basically say, you know, get a real job, etc etc et, cetera, et cetera, because, you know, it's not arty far to go and, you know, go into something, sort of going to banking or whatever. But it is important. And, it, you know, as soon as you have the support of your family, like you're saying, that's, you know, like I did, which is, you know, we respect what you want to do and we want to support you as far as you want to take it, then actually the confidence that fills you with. it does make you feel like actually nothing's beyond my reach as long as I can get there you know so it's um yeah it's important
1: um I think we're very lucky to have had that not everybody has that kind of yes
0: exactly yes
1: um not everybody has that kind of um not even support just sort of like that eth not ethos but the kind of like um What's the word I'm looking for? of
0: work ethic sort of thing? Maybe not work ethic, because
1: I don't want to. Dis- I don't want to. Um, I, I don't want to denigrate anyone that has a really good work ethic, but hasn't necessarily had the support or the upbringing that I've had, which doesn't necessarily necessitate them to be able to do necessary what I've been able to do.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. It's,
1: not, it's my barometer. It's more sort of like if you've ha- because i had that support from my folks in what I wanted to do, but also that ingrained unknown quantity of give things a go like my yeah, dad take a chance dad, rather than be safe. took yeah. a chance on several things but dad took a chance on several businesses <clears throat> yeah yeah you know, whatever it may be yeah that kind of stuck with me and i think that's that's why i've always tried to do that so that's why it didn't necessarily phase me and but i think
0: also just sorry to interrupt but that's there's something interesting there because i feel like that is also something that you don't always learn early on which is your uh, ability to be prepared to fail, right? Because up until you start work, you know, everything you'll do, okay, you might not do so well on some school projects and all that kind of stuff, but like you don't really ever fail at anything. You know, mm. until you get to a job, a proper job where it matters. It actually and then matters. you can <laughs> make proper mistakes. Yeah. And and I think uh, a sort of common mistake, a uh, common uh, error that people make is that they, they don't feel like they should be making mistakes. Well, actually, at that time, it's great to make loads of mistakes. Mm. Just get used to the fact that you're going to fail at some things. And then when you see an opportunity come up that is uh, slight, maybe slightly beyond your scope, you're more likely to pitch for it because... Mm you're prepared to fail at it whereas if you see okay. something that's slightly beyond you and you think oh, i won't do that because you know that's that's not really what i do or i'm not Our youth
1: or well, being younger at the time and relatively inexperienced definitely helped support yeah. that because you know you because we're not really experienced failure you know being made redundant yes not necessarily my fault that was a fault of you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: hundreds of millions of pounds being yeah sure. in things that were stupid. Yeah, yeah so. N- I did not not have a job because of anything I'd done badly yes so I'd never had I never really was too worried
0: yeah yeah but then uh, there is also that as well which is like being prepared to fail is different to failing so yes yeah, like you, you know, be, you know no, no, you, you,
1: the, the point I was making was a bobbin's point I actually wanted to the point that you were talking about being prepared to fail yeah you know, I think it's really important yeah I mean I probably make more mistakes now in some of the other things that I'm doing well listen
0: listen got- this podcast is a mistake <laughs> yeah <laughs> it could case be a mistake case, the case is right. yeah it's literally happening right now the failure is unraveling <laughs> yeah. before us yeah. but you know I think like that's what interests me is like I like sort of trying these little different things some work some don't you know but Absolutely. like it's okay to you don't try you
1: don't
0: know no exactly yeah, yeah. You know, we-
1: Where's it come from? You, you can only regret things you've done. You can't regret things you haven't done.
0: Yeah, yeah, true. So true. you cannot
1: regret not showing your book around London when you were.
0: That's true. Kid. I could not regret that. I, I, I do think oh, I probably regret. should have. I probably should have. But then you know things work out for a reason, and, and I had a very uh, very good happy time at that, at that point. But
1: um, but also, if you had done, you'd have could have ended up working somewhere else. You could have gone a very different path. Like, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you've met different people from a friend point of view. You might not have met your wife. You wouldn't have had your kids. You know, True. You'd be in a completely different.
0: Yes, you know, exactly. Yeah, you
1: could be in a really happy timeline right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's an alternate me living in LA. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, yeah, a he's, style. he's a movie <laughs> yeah. star. Uh, he does pe- you know Pepsi ads. He's he's having a great time. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah alternate me lives there somewhere. Yeah, he's got fair <laughs> hairstyle. Um, everything, living,
1: you, everything you've done has led you to the point where you are now. Yes, so, exactly.
0: Yeah, which is essentially talking to you about the point where you are at now. So there's a weird <laughs> convergence of timelines yeah. happening. It's it's a it's a crossing point, I think they call it. So, yeah, um, <laughs> I decided to set up a design agency. <laughs> so uh, is it, um, this is my first proper podcast so four hours is fine isn't it
1: yeah so we set up the business yeah and you know and all the challenges that comes with you know challenge number one learning how to run a business you know, mm. yeah yeah sure yeah or even how to set up a business you know, mm. you- the things that you have to you have to do or thing, so we we did that and it was like um pulling myself and we were going break guns and we were getting more clients and we getting all work and stuff like that. And then we need another pair of hands, so then that's when we got our first member of staff in.
0: Yeah,
1: and then that opens up a whole new kind of thing because all of a sudden you have got to do PAYE and you've got national insurance and you've got all these other things that you need to consider. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're thinking, oh, we need to turn over a certain amount of money this month to not only pay ourselves and the rent and the business yeah. rate and the VAT, yeah. Band, yeah but yeah. now we've got to pay. But there's a
0: person that's relying yeah. on their checks a for, who's relying
1: on us for yeah. and then you, yeah, and that was all fine, and yeah, we were really rocking, and it kind of like snowballed. Yeah, and we got to a point where, yeah, we had our lovely little office in Islington, yeah, you know, behind a pub, which was awesome down by the canal. Yeah, I think our highest point were about the studio ten,
0: which was yeah. was pretty really good, and it's really good, yeah.
1: Really it was fantastic. Good. We had some fantastic years, and then literally. financial crisis came yeah and completely took the wind out of the whole design industry i mean you you must remember it like 2008 yeah it was just like one minute everything's rocking along and you know you've got loads of work coming in you've got loads of clients you know you're thinking oh just look look at this year's turnover correct that's bonkers um you know we're doing this we're doing that should we you know we were looking at you know do we buy uh, uh, an office space. You know, to, right,
0: rather than renting, yeah, because it's like expensive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. We were starting to look at different avenues and we were trying to think about, well, how could we expand the business beyond what we're doing as a design agency? What other avenues could we, we look at? And, stuff yeah. like that? Yeah. and then all of a sudden, it was just this subprime mortgage yeah nonsense fiasco just completely took the whole wind out of everything. Yeah. And yeah, you know, it really did grind I mean I think in over the space of about two weeks I think we lost fifty percent of the business. It's unbelievable, Not, isn't it? Sort of like yeah. as in we lost fifty percent of the money that we had. No, just no it's just our pe- turnover went.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And because suddenly everyone's holding on. Yeah. To the well i guess a little bit like now which is like clients are, are sort of less i mean i know you've experienced this like i have which is like you know your normal working week has definitely changed in, in yep. the current environment because people are scared and uh you know maybe half of the people you're working for are furloughed and you know and people don't want to spend the money and you know it, a mom, they
1: don't know what's going to happen and exactly
0: yeah and I'm, when it's just one or two of you working that's fine, but when you've got an office full of like yeah. you know eight to ten Nine people, and you've you know you've got other commitments like your your property and all that stuff, it obviously get it must it must have been was it scary then? Did you suddenly think it, like it?
1: It wasn't necessarily scary. It was just really well. It it was proper stressful. I mean, I look back yeah. at it now. At the time, I didn't feel particularly badly stressed about it because Paul and We're always really cautious. We always made sure that we had a good buffer available yeah. um, to cover stuff. Yeah. And we did still have work on. And, you know, there was still work that needed to be done and, and what have you. So we were still getting some income. But looking back at it now, I was proper stressed. Yeah. Really, yeah. really, really, really stressful. Because though we did have some work on, we were chasing like absolute beasts to, to yeah. maintain. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. We were, at the time, we were so adamant that we didn't want to make anybody redundant. We didn't want to lose yeah. anybody. So, you know, we literally, for probably four, no be six to eight months yeah we kept everyone as we were just trying to just kept like
0: weather in the storm yeah we'll
1: use yeah. our we'll use what we will use our buffer we'll use our resources yeah we'll just keep it going yeah and then it got almost a year in and you know things were weren't really yet recovering as mm-hmm. you remember and <clears throat> we ended up having to make you know your redundancy here which was, which yeah. was really horrible
0: didn't yeah you know, i, I can't know. imagine what like what that must be especially like, when you're yeah. in
1: a, a small close-knit team you know when there's only you know, six to ten of you you know each other really well yeah. you know you Do we spend it. time you know, outside the office together exactly to of the pumps. you know we do things you know the events and yeah. or whatever it might be um you get to really know people and then all of a sudden to have to go through a redundancy situation which was really horrible.
0: Yeah. yeah
1: it's just not not nice so we, we but we got all through that and then you know pulling myself we hit 10 years uh 77 yeah. um which was 2012 and we just had sat down and we, we looked at the business and we looked at what we were doing and we found that we were just chasing work mm. for the sake of having work for the sake of
0: just having bar, in having the studio paying, yeah.
1: the, paying yeah. the business rates blah 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> And we just thought, well, we've done 10 years. You know, let's, what else, how else could we do this? And we, we were both a bit stressed and we both wanted to do additional things. Yeah. You know? So it's like, well, how do we do that? So that's when we decided to <laughs> get rid of everybody. Yeah. We got rid of all of our staff. We got rid of the office. We got rid of all of our fixed overheads.
0: We got rid but of- you made, the right, you made the right choice. It's a difficult one, but that's where you, if things stop being personal. It becomes about business. And you, you know, you had to do that. Okay. But it,
1: it was actually, it, at that time, by that time in 2012, it wasn't necessarily about the business because we were going all right, you know, we, our turnover was pretty good and stuff like that, but we just started to lose the, not the fun of the job, but the, it was a bit of a treadmill, it felt like, because okay. we were just having to get work to be able to pay and maintain.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you,
1: you weren't necessarily having as much fun with projects. You were dealing with clients, you know, you've you yeah. had clients who aren't particularly that nice to deal with or aren't particularly friendly or appreciative or, or whatever it may be, yeah. you know, or take up way too much studio time for the amount that you can actually build them. Yeah. yeah so it, it gave us the opportunity to readdress the work life balance. Yeah. So I've gone from literally, you know, 60, 70 hours a week, solid for almost 10 years yeah. in the studio yeah. to being able to be a little bit more flexible and have a little bit more of a, a life. And, and, and that was, that's been brilliant. You know, being able to change the relationship between my work time and my personal time.
0: Yes. Excellent. And also when you're, when you're under it like that, when you're seriously busy and you've got things that you need to pay and you've got all that stuff going on, like everything else does fall by the wayside and you become very focused on that. And like you said, like doing long hours and you know, that, that's fine every now and again, but you can't maintain that for a long period of time because you just end up making yourself like ill or you end up like, you know, it's, it's not good for your mental health either. You no, know, you right. just need to, um, to come, but, you know, which is why it was the right decision to do that you know as difficult as it was we became what is now the cool
1: de term as an agile studio yeah, mm. this was <coughs> what eight years ago <coughs> well, i remember we did an interview in the dba magazine all about you know us no longer having a studio but still being a studio and like yeah to explain how you know we could be this flexible unit where we pull in people as we need them depending on yeah. the project or whatever. You know, we, we had a shared space up in um King's Cross which we used for a bit. Um, and it was really good.
0: And yeah. so we did That's essentially in- my business biz- <coughs> that was essentially still yeah. my business model. Uh it's, you know
1: a lot of a lot of you speak to a lot of design agencies. Mm. You, know, you think oh they're gonna have a big swanky office or they're gonna have this or they're gonna have that. Yeah. and often it's like only two, three two or three, yeah. maybe four of them. They're in a we work or, or similar or Yeah, or uh, even
0: that like, mostly uh, I mean, especially now working from home, there'll be more more yeah. agencies having you know, not going back to offices when this all kind of like levels out, you know, because Which I think uh, it's
1: actually a bit of a shame. You know, because yes, the, the, yeah. other side, the other side of the coin, even though it was brilliant being able to be more flexible when working in a shared environment when I wanted it or working from home when I didn't or working wherever I wanted is brilliant and it has been great. Yes. There is something really good about having a studio with... The
0: collaboration team. element is something yeah. that you can't... You can't, you can't get that over Skype and zoom, no. and you know, you can't, you have to be in a room with people to fire yep. off ideas. And, and I must admit, you know, having worked by myself for a long time now, um, you know, I do get freelancers to, to work with me um, on various jobs, but again, we don't work in the same room together. You no. know, we have conversations over the phone because one guy lives in Scotland and, you know, so like, it's all, uh, it's just, there is an element there that I um, I never really gravitated towards, when I did work in larger companies anyway, to be honest, my particular style of working is I tend to be a bit of a lone wolf and I, that, that suits me. But there are times when I think this is a nice project and would benefit from having a, a larger creative team, you know, not all the time, but some of the time it would be good. But, you know, I find yeah. sometimes
1: it's, it's more than just having that extra pair of eyes just to come and have a look at you. Cause you, you yeah. could be going down, a you could be going down a route, which you know, you think is right. But another pair of eyes comes along and says, either that's not right or have you thought about you know, yeah this or no that's working quite well but it's know, taken
0: I've, it's the it's the person I'm who comes along it. and takes your good idea and makes it great you know <laughs> yeah it's, exactly it's that, um or takes your great idea and makes it good <laughs> you know but yeah, so yeah
1: so we 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 kind of like started that doing all the kind of thing which then freed up our time so paul could go off and have a look and study other things that he wanted to do and I could go off
0: and look at And them. by that point, you'd earned it as well because you'd done a lot of, you know, you'd, you'd run the business. you a hard right? shift. Yeah, you'd sh- done a hard shift. You know, you yeah. definitely earned it. So why not have some time for yourself? We got, and, you know. we got
1: rid of, I would say got rid of, we stopped working with clients who were no longer great to work yeah. with. Yeah, you who know, we were either really difficult or not mm. particularly nice or, yeah you know, but
0: no with with, with low different. much lower overheads you know yeah. you uh you have it allows us to freedom just yeah. to pick
1: and choose yeah you yeah. can be a little bit picky and choosy about the kind of work you yes. you've done so if yeah, i mean before then so probably for about the last 12 years i've i've been doing a lot of um, museum design museum yeah. and you know visitor attraction and stuff like that yeah and being able to just pick and choose some of those has been has been really good
0: yeah yeah that's good and also maybe projects you wouldn't necessarily have had the opportunity to work on had yeah. you still had a team of 10 people you know you, you know you, might...
1: you, you wouldn't be able to take them on you know, Yeah, I, I did a little yeah. identity a uh, few months back for this little tech this tech startup company yeah <laughs> bit of a bonkers idea what they're doing but i won't go into that now but yeah you know, just to be able to take that little you know they had absolutely balls all money so yes this yeah. Yeah, is that our whole advantage but you yeah, know, I knew them. they were really nice. They're yeah. really appreciative. You really got what we were trying to do. And you
0: enjoyed the work as well. Enjoyed so, the work. You
1: know. it came together, And because yeah. your overheads are less, you don't need to worry about, well, actually I'm only doing that for this. As long as it covers the time um, yeah. with a little bit on top to make it worthwhile doing, then you're, you're, you're okay. Yeah.
0: And, and, you know, the trick with those is to have juggle a few of those at once. And yeah. actually it's, it's, it's completely viable. And also um, you tend to find that, like those uh, smaller companies uh, that do have the smaller budgets, et cetera, et cetera. They're much more open for you to mm. get creative with your, you know, you, you present okay. four routes, you know, one of them might be right and four of them might be totally mental, but you've had, you've had the opportunity to push your creativity in those areas that you wouldn't necessarily always have, you know, with, with those larger clients.
1: I think if the financial crisis back in the late noughties hadn't have happened, mm. we would have definitely been... Cranking it up, we You've were just a bit further, yeah. we were just getting to the point where we were really starting to um, feel properly established, really find our feet, and feel like we, yeah. you know, we would started to get involved in slightly bigger jobs, yeah, again, really well-known agencies, and you know, mm-hmm. felt like we were doing quite well. Yeah, against, you know, didn't yeah. get all of them or whatever but you know, we we were getting some of that some of that work, and you know, it would stand up and yeah. we had some relatively good-sized clients and stuff. And we did have quite a few plans and ideas about where we were going to go next and what we were going to do. And, you know, was, we were looking at, you know, possibly getting a heavyweight designer, creative director kind of role to come in, sort of like to free up Paul and myself to the... Yeah,
0: meet. so they ran the team. And yeah, have it.
1: you know, it's that kind of traditional, what lots of agencies kind of yeah. do. I don't, I'm not saying we were going to do anything yeah, groundbreaking or different but we were looking yeah.
0: at that was sort know, of the next logical step yeah. in terms of moving yeah maybe
1: get a few more people out on the books yeah know, get some but essentially
0: that would have had the same kind of effect that you had from kind of downsizing which is that you know it would have freed your time to yeah. you know, to get a more a better balance and, and to spend more time on those jobs that you, you really wanted to do rather than, yeah. than, than you know than not uh, let's talk about a piece of design work that you've done that didn't <laughs> No, everyone. Let's talk about a piece of design work that didn't go well. I didn't. I put this before the piece of design work that did go well. So it could be the same piece of design work.
1: The problem, with, the problem i got with this question is I don't know where to start.
0: <laughs> so just to reiterate for anyone that's still hanging in there for this final, final phase, let's talk about a piece of design work that you have done that didn't go well. Something you might like to go back and revise. Or not, and why? <laughs> well, there's kind of like two or
1: three different answers. I mean, like you that. don't have
0: to be really specific. You don't want to name any names.
1: It's fine. I mean, you know, some of the some of the works a while ago. But mm. there was there was a client who we got that we kind of like. We didn't. We didn't. <laughs> we took the decision quite early in running 1977 that we weren't going to free pitch. You know, know, don't agree with pitching. And that's a whole different podcast in its own question. Yeah. That's the, that's the next
0: one. Yeah. That's um, some people
1: like pitching. Uh, Some people think it's a really valid thing. Some people don't, you know, our own personal opinion that we had at the time was that free pitching was wrong it just turns into a bit of a beauty parade blah blah blah, blah.
0: yeah i agree yeah. but we were happy to do credentials
1: pitches or paid pitches yeah yes. essentially i have studio type blah blah yeah so we pitched it was, a, was it a paid pitch yeah it was a really small paid pitch for this um production company mm. you yeah, know and they were going to be producing this new it was going to be massive kind of like kids tv show that was going to be huge and it was like slightly fantasy and all of this thing and they had yeah. these amazing so we were told these amazing illustrations that were all the characters and mm-hmm. what they wanted is they wanted this really sleek sweet kind of like look book that was awesome that they were going to take to the Cannes Film Festival and TV uh, event yeah. to sell it you know because they were approaching them and they were looking to sell it to like multiple networks yeah. etc. I wanted to be in super sitcom. Went in and and met the uh, the team there, and they were really nice. You know, there was one guy who was who was really nice, and then the the guy who was the creative guy, he was really nice, but he was like a real typical. I'm the creative guy, mm. and yeah, you know, we got given all the illustrations and stuff, and what they what they got, and yeah, you know, they were, they were you know they're fine, they were good, you know. But it was kind of, you know, it was a style. You either like the style or you don't. You know, it wasn't yeah, my style. But they were quite nice enough and, and what have you. They wanted this cool lookbook, so we go this, we put together this really cool option. Um, you know, it was, you know, whatever. And uh, they really loved it, but they didn't go with us. They were going with somebody else. Yeah. And we broke on. Oh, we're not going. With it. Like, oh, that's okay. a shame. Why was that? Oh, well, it's um, it's another company that we've already worked with. You know, they came in. Yeah. You know, they can do it. Blah blah. But we really loved your ideas okay oh well that's that's a shame but respect yeah, you. That's
0: yeah. <clears throat> and then
1: a week later we get a call back and we're saying oh no we we want you to do it now can you come in as here all right okay, okay. so we go in and you yeah, know really nice and i really loved our things so we go right here's stuff you get on with it so we put together this mass gravy lookbook, you know using the illustrations but the problem was was the the creative guy was a bit of an arsehole for want of a better phrase. And one of the designers that we had working on it, you
0: know,
1: she worked really hard. Late note, uh, she was working late one night, we were both working on it, and he phoned up and gave her such a rollicking about something that was nothing to do with her job or her fault and made her cry. So I had to phone him up the next morning and go, what the hell was that about? And it was about, it wasn't even part of our project, it was about DVD uh, uh, right. Something that was on the DVD. So was he was just
0: being there. a diva.
1: He was just being a diva and it was just lashing yeah. out and what have you. Anyway, so we did all this kind of, and it was a really nice book. I was really pleased with the design of it. And we got printers at the time who had been using for loads who were quite high end printers and yeah. got them to do it. And it, it was only a short runs. So it was a digital job, but it was going yeah. to be laminated and all this kind of thing. Mm. And they delivered them in, like quite quickly. They delivered them and the print was rubbish. The print oh, no. was awful oh no really bad so we sent a cup we sent like a just a box over to the client and said look you know the printers have done a real bad job here we're not happy with this Yeah. So, but we know you needed to get out so we've pulled out like 20 of the best ones we could yeah so at least you've got something to tide good. you
0: over and yeah, yeah they went absolutely oh no that just happens that happens sometimes and then
1: so so then it became a firefighting case of trying to catch up on ourselves and coming up with different and we came up with actually a really nice little design solution which solved one of the major printing issues that we had and stuff and ultimately the the thing looked really good but they would be they really dug their heels in about how how they were going to pay for it and you know they were only paying for this amount and stuff like that so if I could go back that would be one job that I would like to have changed how that had
0: gone
1: because yeah. the most important thing is like one of the designers got she was
0: properly upset
1: by how they had
0: yeah it. that's that's not and, good is it people just don't understand back, like
1: and I think looking back I was too placating to them
0: you know I, yeah. I stood
1: up they made a cry but I should have been more firm beforehand yeah
0: and sure sure was in,
1: you know, I was obviously a bit younger and, and, and what have you and I look back now I would handle that very differently now yeah but back, that's one that I felt
0: but, th- but then when you're dealing with a client that's unpredictable in that way yeah. and is like clearly not quite uh, you know it doesn't quite have all the the facts of of you know who's doing what and when and why etc cetera, etc cetera. like there's there's no way you can yeah. you know foresee that coming you know it's, it's just one of those things where you just think oh he's a bit of a dickhead i'll, I'll just crack on you know that's an example yeah. of a
1: job that i feel like i could have handled better as opposed to actually answering your question which what's the shittest bit of design I've ever done that like I should have gone back. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well and, there's always and, going to be something. And, and, that, that, and that's a good one though. That that's a that's a good one because it I mean, illustrates are, people you have to put up yeah. with sometimes. You there
1: know. are there are, I mean you could go back through your whole back catalogue and you could highlight aspects of a job now and you go, oh
0: There's I've some things up. I can't look at. Yeah no <laughs> You know, there are some things. I look at it if I see it I'm just kind of like I can't I can't look at that again. You know, I was sick. I was sick of it by the time that job had finished years go by. I'm like, well, I'm not ready. I just, there's just things, you know, things that I do, like you said, and that only comes with experience. But and like also, you know,
1: different stages of your career, different, um, experiences, different, you know, different styles, different clients, different, how you handle things differently. You know, you look back at, you know, because otherwise we'd be looking back at our uni stuff and going, Oh yeah, that's all amazing. And that's yeah. like, no,
0: it was too. <laughs> and, uh, yeah,
1: And you're looking at it now, and you'd be going, "Oh God, that's."
0: Yeah, there's some things that I like from the college years, but like there's some things now I just think, "Yeah, the drinking and womanizing." The drinking, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, loads (laughs) of that. I was too busy studying. Still listening, Mum. Let's talk about a piece of design work that you are proud of. So that you liked.
1: I'm pretty proud of pretty much everything that's that's come out of the seventy-seven studio. Yeah. In, okay. and, I, and I don't mean that in know, really facetious kind of like oh wanky wank kind of way. I genuinely do mean that. I mean, even the work that you, know, or probably especially the work that I wasn't responsible <laughs> <to laughs> yeah. for, the, other
0: the stuff that I'm, you I, took credit for that wasn't yeah. yours. <laughs> I am genu- I am genuinely
1: proud of everything that we we put out the studio, and I genuinely yeah. believe, believe at the time that it's been, been designed and the brief that we had and the client we mm-hmm. had, et etc. Et it's it it stands up. Yeah, I think that. What I'm most proud about, though, from my from design career point of view is two things. The first is the working with the people that I've worked with. You know, yeah. Paul, obviously, uh, I'm really, really proud to have worked with Paul, but also the designers that we had come and work for us and mm-hmm. work with us. That must you
0: have know, been really we, interesting, like, you know, discovering those people and working absolutely. with I those mean, people. And... I've got so
1: many fond memories of every one of the designers that work for us, I mean, and several of them have gone on to do some really good stuff. And, yeah. Creative you know, directors at various agencies or set up yeah. their own team or, or what have you. I mean, my first employee now, our first employee, you know, she's amazing. And, yeah. you know, I've still got such a fond warmth for, for, for Chloe. Um, and I'm, I'm genuinely proud of how they've gone on. And, yeah. And, yeah. And how they, Enjoyed working with us, and I'd like to think that they didn't have too much of a bad word to say about working for nineteen seventy-seven or, or working. Have with you
0: me. read her blog?
1: <laughs> <laughs> only, only the one way she put Paul apart. I haven't read my bit. <laughs> 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 <But, laughs>
0: you know, hopefully, am, one day dad. she'll look on you and think, "Oh, he needs a job. Come and work for <laughs> me." What and was I, it you started her on? <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah. We'll start you on a bit less, I think. Yeah, so, I think that would
1: probably be one of my one of my prayers she was is, yeah, is
0: those relationships seeing,
1: yeah see yeah seen so chloe she was our first employee and she started straight out of uni mm. and then when she finished with us several many many years later um to go on to other things you know, seen how she had progressed from this kind of like slightly quiet indie, yeah. indie designer girl through to this great designer who has really Really strong ideas, yeah. married to a really good aesthetic and yeah. craft, and yeah, you know, it was just it was really, and how nice she was as a person, and yeah, you know, yeah. that was yeah. the same for like rasheen and Dave and and many of the, most all of the designers that ever worked for us. Yeah, yeah so that, so that's one of my most prouds. And then from a very personal point of view, probably one of my proudest moments was we I designed the Wimbledon Museum, so when Wimbledon yeah. was... Really I've rebuilt, seen that, yeah, that's great. They were doing yeah. All their, they've rebuilt Centre Court, and yeah. as part of Centre Court, they removed all the offices and created a whole new office building, what have yeah. you, and I don't, if people have been there, they'll know what we're talking about. about yeah, this. yeah, well, I, I, I,
0: I, remember, oops, sorry, I remember you at um, uh, the time, I remember seeing you'd you done it, and um, I also, yeah, you know, I've been through there since.
1: And the basement and, yeah, is, yeah. The, is the museum. It was the very yeah. first museum that I'd ever done, you know, had no idea how to design graphics for museums or any of that kind of thing before we we because we've been working for Wimbledon for quite a while we got invited to pitch for the um for the work and we managed to get it which is great and you know doing that so I was was really pleased with doing that but what was most proud was that my my mum and dad who spoke about earlier who were really supportive didn't really fully understand what design was or what mm. i was actually doing yeah that especially you know I don't, <laughs> just, <laughs> <around>. <laughs> yeah. um, just on the dos Yeah, you know whenever he goes oh what are you doing everywhere? i said oh i've just done this identity or these adverts. yeah so I really, really didn't really fully grasp like that kind of thing but being able to bring so my... just
0: just to interject there that's exactly what i've got two mums and one of them always makes me laugh because she'll say what have you been up to and i'll say Oh, I've been doing this thing, and before I have a chance to say anything, she'll say, "I need to talk to you about my gas bill." <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> no, I'm just okay." So she doesn't even really—it doesn't even get to the stage of me saying anything. It yeah. just gets to the bit where I'm about to, and then we start talking about utilities. <laughs> sorry, sorry gone.
1: So yeah, so um, I mean, as you know, my dad had these stroke <coughs> many years before and was quite quite severely disabled. So being able to bring them down to London. Mm. And take them physically, you know, physically got in a taxi with them and we went to Wimbledon. Yeah. And at the time, the creator, Honor, who I worked really closely with on the museum, she came out and she gave my mum and dad a little tour of Wimbledon. Yeah. And the, the museum. Yeah. And walking around there with my mum and my dad and Honor pointing out, and me literally being able to say, See that dad? I
0: did I that. I did that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, th- yeah.
1: That was probably one of my from that's a personal cool. Point of view, that's probably yeah. my proudest moment because yeah. you know I could I could immediate I could
0: see. So he connected desk, at that point, and was yeah, just he, like he, I he, get he, it now. He kind of, yeah, yeah, he kind of
1: really yeah. understood it, and that was a really nice, just from a very personal yeah. point of view. that was just a really nice thing that's um that was really proud of. So they yeah. they were probably my two most proud. Things. Yeah, that's I mean, great. That's from a design point of view. Uh, I'm not
0: <laughs> well,
1: <that's not> <laughs> thanks siri, <laughs> thanks, siri. <laughs>
0: sorry we've got a new caller yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, think, I think from a, from a purely
1: design point of view I, I i don't know actually to be honest i mean
0: well, the thing is, I think with with all those those sort of jobs, it's hard to now one piece of design that you really like. Because I I always end up liking little bits of everything. You know, there's yeah, something no, in that I that yeah. I like. There's something I like in that. But but I like your story about the um you know taking your parents around because that that kind of like can, you know you, it feels like a full circle thing. Then you feel like, you know, firstly. Your parents understand what you do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your parents understand what you do, which is the which is the main thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you can finally be like, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a banker, or you know. But this this is this is something that they could understand. You know, it's uh, uh, it's nice. It's nice to have that stuff. And um, yeah, I'm sure they were very proud of you. they when, when you were in, your, were you did you go in white shorts and take your tennis racket? Did you? Were you fully in your? So, question seven. No, we've done that one. Question eight.
1: <laughs> How many listeners has this podcast got? You got? Well, it
0: had one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is moving on to sort of more current affairs, which is uh, <laughs> again everything. Th- all of these questions, I start laughing at at the beginning because. Again, sorry to keep bringing back the whole kind of lockdown, COVID, people out of work, people furloughed, businesses sort of you know running on empty, etc. Every one of these questions is basically geared to um, just the anti side. Like the next question is, "What are you doing now, and where would you like to go next?" <laughs> Well, i'm glad you asked me that, Jay. <laughs> what we're doing now i'm trapped in my house Where would you like to go? House. i don't want to go out of my house yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, i mean obviously the um catastrophic pandemic global issue crisis mm. thousands and thousands of people outside um what i'm doing is you know running still running 1977 still working on projects yeah. i mean one of the last larger projects that i've just recently finished with silk there uh, was the visitor attraction at silverstone so yeah okay. let track has got a brand new museum it was opened by prince harry and lewis armstrong, okay. Louis armstrong sorry lewis hamilton yeah uh, sorry i'm tired now uh a few, a few weeks back um so i did you know did all the graphics for that so great rocking um so yeah.
0: that's good um, so have you been up to see it did you get to go up yeah no I went, I went
1: to the official opening not the royal official opening so i yeah. went to the official opening which was a few weeks before then yeah i uh, had a good tour around saw all the graphics that were put together and, and what have you yeah. and client team i mean it was a big old client team that was quite a project i mean that was not like a Turned into an 18 month project.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I can imagine I haven't really ever done any large exhibition stuff like that. I've done a few bits of music yeah. but nothing like to that scale. So I can imagine the process must must take I mean, quite a while with that it's not the
1: biggest one of them. I mean it was thirty thousand thirty thousand square foot um yeah. no, thirty thousand square meters, sorry, was the um the 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 visitor attraction space that we've done all the graphics for. Yeah. The biggest one I was the National Football Museum up in Manchester Manchester. That's in the urbis yeah. building. Designed yeah. all the graphics for that. And that's like across three or four floors. And yes yeah. so that was a really big one. But no, so still doing design, got a few had a few projects
0: on. Yeah. <laughs> well <laughs> it's one of those I'm things happy. where I think I think, you know, actually I just saw in the news today that they're they're talking about, you know the the sort of uh relaxing of the social uh, distancing stuff and people potentially getting back to work and how you know how quickly can they get people in offices basically is is where that's heading so who knows what what returning to normal would be like after this but um but
1: then you know. going back to the questions <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry, to sorry, yes sorry sorry um, no so the other thing that i've been doing is um going on from like when we, some of the questions that we had earlier is that because i've had free time with the change in how i was running 1977 it allowed me to look into doing something else and that's yeah. something else that i wanted to do was i put together a range of kids books so yeah. I,
0: so this is pop, pop reads which are pop great by the, the way i have a i have a set
1: popreadsbooks.com uh, <laughs> yeah there i can put on. it up down the bottom they're in water stands and uh amazon and various other places yeah. but um, so working with the the work the 1977 did we did we do a lot of sports leisure entertainment music and what have you and we did a lot of music work like for many many years so it was working with sony and emi and universal and some, doing cds and yeah. and stuff like that, and merchandise and what have you and through that um got really good contacts within some of the licensing departments so when i had my first daughter uh, my only daughter <laughs> <laughs> my first child Your first uh, child. yeah yeah you know, you've experienced it you've you're reading a book to them you know and this was some scarecrow with a flippy floppy hat and i was reading it for about the fourth time or whatever yeah. i it. i was just literally sitting there thinking to myself why can i not be reading one of my favorite songs yeah not it kids book yeah and that kind of like was a little thing did not that so immediately yeah. next morning get onto to amazon trying to find you know some of my favorite songs that have been turned into kids books because surely yeah. that's done and it hadn't really been done so yeah. you know i approached i put together a little proposal you know set up went in to see
0: sony managed to So you just generated this this idea, and then you went and pitched it to them essentially. Generated the
1: idea. I I worked up a couple of spreads and a couple of um, covers and sample spreads of a couple of songs. Yeah, using different illustration styles and what have you uh, to illustrate the lyrics. Yeah, and
0: I'd be surprised if there are hardly any design companies or designers that that do that. I bet that's a rare occurrence for that that those things to align in that way
1: yeah possibly i mean it was a good good alignment you know having contacts or being able to know who to speak to as a starting point and then come you know did the idea did branding, blah blah blah, did designs and they really loved it and so you know got the worldwide licenses for it and then so i just had to build that as a business so i built a publishing business from from scratch
0: yeah because why not you know why not because why not
1: you know, I? I I didn't know anything. I don't know anything about publishing, but all of a sudden yeah. I do. I didn't know that you had to buy ISBN numbers.
0: Okay, okay, yeah. yeah.
1: And so my and now well, you do, yeah. <laughs> now like, well, I've got more ISBN numbers, than <laughs> <laughs> and I've got all these ISBN numbers from my books, and, stuff. and yeah, you know, and then learning everything that goes with that. So yeah, one thing that I didn't realise was you yeah, know you do your barcodes and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is aside, but you do your barcodes. Uh, with your ISBN number and what have you, and yeah, printed and stuff like that. Go to put them on Amazon, Amazon have their own system, right? So you have to pay Amazon for them. Oh,
0: uh, okay, to process your, your details in it. Yeah, okay. better than
1: that. You can, yeah, you can either print out your own stickers, right, and cover your barcodes yourself on all of your items, right. Then apply them to Amazon, or yeah. you can pay Amazon to do that for you. Right, uh,
0: right, yeah, sure, sure. Although, there's, yeah, I mean, there's a reason that they're one of the largest companies in the world, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, but going, um, going back to what I'm doing now. So I'm kind of like doing pop reads as well, which
0: yeah, you know,
1: is you know trying to get that going. You know, it's mm-hmm. very fresh, you know, I, I, I mean, as you know, I did a launch set of six books, which are just the first six of um, some, yeah. Uh, which are great
0: by the way and the illustrations are all really cool and you yeah, know it's I a mean, really yeah. nice idea and you know I like that yeah, I it, they come with records in them and well, yeah it's um it's yeah really i
1: mean good. that was that was the fun bit you know being able to you know do the limited edition set that comes with a little seven inch vinyl of the yeah song yeah you really cool in an interesting way for, for, for you know for your little ones and stuff yeah um, but i mean the illustrations i really enjoyed doing but again going back to our earlier point about that like, i'm a i'm a jack of all trades master of none Mm. Yeah, you know, I look at the, I look at some of the illustrations, and you know, I just know that if I'd have got a good illustrator, you know, a professional illustrator working on these books on mm. these songs, they'll be a hundred times better. Yeah, I,
0: but uh, I mean, you're always going you know, to, no, you're always going to be your worst critic. I like them, I think they're great, but you know, uh, it's uh, it's hard when you look at something, and you think well, you know, if you. it had been done differently, or if you'd have had like another no, two weeks. Genuine,
1: the, one of the premises of what I was doing initially—I mean, I'm slightly changing what I'm thinking about how I'm going to move forward with it—but initially, when I was doing it, the whole idea was that I would brief in illustrators mm-hmm. f- I really like from yeah. lots of fields. So you know, it could be because uh, I mean, I really, I, I really love what Noma Bar does, you know, from an editorial point of view and, yeah. and with covers and stuff like that. Yeah. I just thought, wouldn't it be awesome to go up to a Noma Bar and say, "What's your favourite song?" and get him yeah. to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, so then, good. so then, the, the kind of the next evolution of that would be to have a series of different illustrators and maybe photographers as well. You know, to well, idea, you
1: know, it's going to be you know, each each book would have its own distinct illustration style yeah. done by other illustrators. And it, yeah. the only reason why the first set were done by me is because I have no money to pay anybody to do. Yeah, that. yeah, and that's yeah, but yeah. it
0: has to start somewhere, and they are yeah. good. So you know, it's it's um, and you know, like we've talked about it before. Um, it, it takes a while for those things to, to catch yeah. on and it takes a while for people to, to kind of become aware of it. And then, like you said, now your books haven't been, but now they are in Waterstones and places like that. And I think that it's just <coughs> that yeah. getting exposure in the market in that way. I mean, it's so competitive,
1: yeah. so
0: competitive. But when it does happen and people start, yeah. it starts, people start absorbing it, then, you know, that's it's a, it is a waiting game, I think, with those sorts of things.
1: Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to divvy up. Time between, you know, it's a bit harder at the moment because obviously we've got kids and Mm. yeah, sure, sure. Trying to divvy up time between 1977, you know, and the work that I need to do and have clients and and what have you with that, and and managing certain projects on there, yeah, and And your own stuff, yeah. Yeah. And I think that sometimes I've got got more time on one, sometimes I've got less time on the other, and you know, it's it's kind of
0: but the fact is, is you get to do both, and that's a cool thing, you know, it's um,
1: that was quite fun, so. Again, just gave it a pun.
0: Yeah. No, it's good. And I I really like them. And we'll... um, Yeah. If you want me to do some illustrations for one, if this is a weird way of asking, then uh, (laughs) I've got time. (laughs) I don't think you can afford me. (laughs) I don't think I could. I don't think I could. Right. So we've got one more question left, actually, uh, because you get off the question number 10, sort of. Uh, But question nine is about... um, do you have any advice for anyone starting out in the industry and maybe something you would have liked to know before you started?
1: Mm. I think anything that I would like to have known before I started, I think the industry has now changed. So yeah, Mm -hmm the industry seems to have changed so much since from when we started and naturally that's going to happen, but just like technologically, you know, how you can achieve things now and how design now is much more in the conversation rather than that's something that gets done. And then we do this, we do this, whereas now design and everything that goes with that is now so much more ingrained in the conversation with business, with the public, Yeah, it's it's ubiquitous. Yeah, Yeah. everyone. I you know when we first started, Apple was still putting out little beige boxes, and you know they look like IBM's and sure because it was
0: less important
1: uh, at that time. Yeah, whereas now you know. People, uh, you know, not so much now, but like only a couple of a few years ago, people were queuing for out for days on end to be able to get hold of the latest iPhone. Or, yeah,
0: I, I think that still happens, you know. I think yeah, London, yeah, I London, think. New York, you know, they always always the queues, aren't they?
1: So, I think from when we first started to, to now, you know, what I would like to have known back then to to what I know now, you know, is it's difficult to say because it's all been the power of hindsight. I think if I was the advice that I give. Advice that I would give to anyone that's starting now would be you know, it sounds really harsh, and I said it earlier on you're not special, you know, yeah. And what I mean by that is it's not personal, and lose your ego because as soon as you lose your ego, then you open yourself up to other influences, other opinions, other recommendations, criticism, um, as well as praise. And as soon as you don't have that ego in place. Then it's easier. You know, you present uh, you present something to a client, and they don't like it, and they give you specific reasons of why they don't like it. Mm. If you've got ego, you're going to roll up against that, and you're, yeah. going, to, you're going to bristle. You're going to you are know, going to. Err. Yeah. If you don't have an ego, ego, you can
0: take that on board. Yeah, uh, and improve yourself yeah. and essentially to... become better at your job. But
1: exactly, or, or you could articulate or go back to them, you know, yeah, with weeks or saying, no, well, no, actually you're incorrect or, or whatever it may be. Yeah. So I think. When I say you're not special, that's how I mean it. It's about really about the ego. I also, you, know, I also want people to remember that this should be fun. Yes. And
0: you well, that's that, Yeah. That that's that's the key, isn't it? Is that you started off, you know, all those years ago, drawing on envelopes because it was yeah. fun, you know? and now you're drawing on envelopes because <laughs> you can't I get pay. to the shop to get to buy paper. <laughs> just got stacks of envelopes with loads of my old drawings on
1: <laughs> so that, i mean i think you know the other core thing is focus on the idea mm. don't worry about the articulation don't worry about the media uh, or the medium don't worry about how you're going to visualize it don't worry about whether it's uh, an advertising campaign a digital campaign integrated above the line below the line through the line under a line over a line yeah on a washing line, don't worry about any of that. It's all about the idea.
0: And if yeah. the idea is sound, then. Everything else falls into place, doesn't it? it, it? You, place. You, can push, yeah.
1: you can push and prod it wherever yeah. you need it to go or whether, wherever is most appropriate for what the client needs and what yeah. the client wants. Yeah. Um, so it's all about the idea. And I think is, the last This is good
0: advice. Be, this is good advice, you, John. Thank you. I, I think <laughs> the last <laughs>
1: thing would probably be learn all those really cool brand buzzwords that seem mm. to be going Yeah, you know, people say brand a lot, and I think you need to make sure that you can say brand
0: as much as possible
1: and as much as possible, and maybe say it in an interesting way that people haven't heard it before. Maybe throw in some adjectives Hmm. with the word brand to make it all sound super, super cool,
0: (laughs) (laughs) hip and trendy, as the kids say. I think, I think they still say that. I think they still say that, yeah. So that was like the last question because like the the tenth question is actually the last question, which is um, you to give me a question to ask the next poor sorry soul that comes on this podcast, and it can be design related, it could be personal, <laughs> well, <I> mean, <laughs> it could be again, offensive.
1: <laughs> obviously, in, in the current situation of we're in lockdown and stuff like that, it would be oh so. What's the first thing you're going to do when you get out of lockdown?
0: Oh, ah, that's yeah. a good question, yeah. And then the other,
1: the other question would be, why are you
0: talking? Work to? from home. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you work <right> yeah. <laughs> but, well, I think, um, thinking about it, I think there's, there's, there's lots of questions that you could ask that would be really interesting. But one of the things that I've been looking at, because yeah, I'm quite into my tech and stuff. I like mm. it again. Like yeah, tech and a
0: bit speed. of wireless charging. We talked about oh. that earlier. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: That was a rock and roll conversation, <laughs> and, but I'm I'm very much interested in technology and how things are, are looking. And like yeah, you know, to the extent Paul and myself worked at that, did an identity well a brand strategy and an identity for uh, a race course that never got never got built, but it was close mm. to being built. um they had the design for the track and everything like that. So the identity that we created took the outline of the track, and then we applied various different data points to that within this computer program, this okay. computer model. Yeah, then yeah. Interpolated, like, distorted it and blew it, flared it and all those kind yeah. of things. So the idea being that we had a, a constantly evolving um, identity that was based on actual real-life data because you could feed yeah. in data from, you know, average speeds, corner, it. Okay, yeah, yeah, and it speed.
0: just created these interesting shadows.
1: Mm-hmm. It created all of these, all based on the, all based on the track. And the idea yeah. being is that <clears throat> you know if you went there for a track day your fastest lap could then be 3d printed into a
0: a cool yeah 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 Yeah, so so it's about
1: a a way of using technology and data in a graphic and an interesting way so i'm i'm interested in that kind of thing so what i'd like to ask is how whoever it may be how do they see technology impacting upon what they do and do they worry that they're going to lose do they, are they going to lose the craft? Are we close to losing the craft of what we do?
0: Okay. Yeah, you think the technology is overtaking the Possibly. Yeah, you know,
1: anyone now can download... Well, you could download the Adobe set, but you, mm. you know, even on your iPhone or whatever, you can download some really powerful software, which will allow you to do some really, you know, quite lovely layouts of like image and text and video mm. and what have you. You know, if you're a photographer, you know, obviously there's Instagram, but there's a whole host of different apps and cameras now that have yeah. so many amazing auto features and stuff. I mean, yeah. you've got the same phone as me, yeah. and like that portrait mode. That's uh, no, great. In, yeah. It's bo- a bit bonkers, really. It's you turned know, everyone you
0: know. into an amazing photographer, basically. Exactly.
1: So in a world where you know we can utilise technology to make things that good, mm. for want of a better phrase, should we be worried as creatives that all of a sudden we're going to be <clears throat> you? Know, the old, the old joke that a lot of our a couple of our clients we used to joke with was: "We're going to go back to the studio now and press the design button."
0: Yeah. Are we Are we going to get to
1: that point where we press the design button? Okay. Now, you so know think
0: it's technology going to overtake the need for yeah. conceptual thinking, basically. Yeah. I mean,
1: where where do we sit? Where does the craft sit? Where does our experience sit? Where does the human element? Where you know design education? You know, where is that going to going to go in a world where you know potentially you could have 25 routes delivered in a matter of moments that are yeah. all different that all work to a certain set of set parameters that you set as part of the client brief you know which we would take away we'd take that client brief and we'd interpret it in certain ways to create you know whatever we create whereas you could set the parameters in various programs and it generates multiple options for you straight away yeah yeah but where 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 do you see it going now yeah where's our value where's our craft where where's our experience where's where's that all going
0: okay that's a good question jumble. Right, a real
1: I, jump. I, I that's a That's bit of, jumbled, that's a bit of a dust,
0: no, no no but i get where you're coming <laughs> from i get where you're coming you are can
1: from. make that sound quite coherent if yeah you edit, i'll,
0: edit, I'll edit. edit it down so you're like uh, <laughs> uh, but also <laughs> the good thing about that is that the next guest is my three-year-old daughter so she's going to have trouble <laughs> extrapolating uh she'll uh, she, she
1: probably know half the software already on the iphone oh yeah probably, yeah
0: she's hacking me now she's hacking me now from my room <laughs> um so yeah john i think <laughs> i think that might be it the, the longest podcast and the first podcast the most important the, first the longest one.
1: podcast you've ever done <laughs> <How about that? laughs>
0: it's the longest <laughs> it's the longest exactly. one. i think it might be the longest one anyone's ever done i think we've yeah. just broken a record literally broken the podcast record. But I just nice. wanted to say thanks very much for doing this because obviously Thank you, know, you, know, much you, you know. Um and you're still up for tomorrow night as well, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got another... We've done years one to two. So <laughs> <we've done> <laughs> yeah, yeah Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, thanks very much. I really appreciate it. And it's been great to catch up with you uh anyway. No worries. Um and uh yeah it's been really interesting. So thanks for that.
1: No worries. Take it easy.
0: And there you have it. If you made it this far, then congratulations. It was a little bit of a long one. If you would like to take part in any of these podcasts or have any questions that you'd like me to put forward to these creatives I'm talking to, then please hit me up. The best way to do that will be through Twitter. My details are J, J J-A-Y, at love deadline, which is one word. And uh, yeah, I'll get back to you. So you can also find all the other usual links uh, for the podcast and any other contact details in the description below, as I mentioned before. And uh, there's nothing else to say other than next time I will be interviewing a corporate photographer with an interesting batch of stories about how he came up through the ranks, which should be quite a good one. But for now, as always, be good, stay safe, and be kind to one another.